Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Crate 808. And yes, yes, people, because today is big. We are talking extensively, hopefully, today about the Moby Dick of dopeness himself. We are talking about Redman, Reggie Noble, and we've got two absolute legends in the house, special guests. For this live chat, we've got Kevin Beecham over there, stories about songs, podcasts, and my man Chris Mitchell. It's been way too long from the Breaking Atoms podcast as well, both in the hot seat. How are we doing today, guys? How are we doing, Kevin? How, how are you, my man? I'm doing good. I'm hyped. If feeling went to Red Man, I'm feeling hyped. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. I'm hyped. I'm feeling good. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Red Man. That's probably what got me in this state of mind. So it's like been a Red Man uh, weekend already. So yeah, I love that. I love that. How about you, Chris? How you doing, bud? I'm I'm good, man. I'm like, look. Anytime it's it's time to talk about you know, man, like Reginald Noble. I have to I have to make sure I'm I'm present. Definitely one of my favorite MCs. Top ten for for me for sure. Um, where he sits, we'll, yeah, we'll share that. But yeah, man, love, 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 Red Man, and I appreciate what you do in the show. So I, I had to honor the invite, you know. Oh, bro, of course, of course. Uh, uh, this is mad that you've dropped, just went in heavy off the top rope. You know, exposed that turnbuckle and just said top ten all time, bro. And so we know where we are right now. That's not that that comes with weight when someone says that to me. That comes with some heft to it. So um. I mean, I was going to ask the GOAT debate, is he, isn't he, why is he not, why is he? Let's kick off there. I mean, for yourself, Chris, you're saying top 10, start off with me here. What is it about Reggie Noble, about Redman, that you're finding that you can't really find anywhere else in music generally? I think for, for me, you know, Redman is definitely one of the voices of like my formative years, not just in life, but in hip hop culture. So, you know, you talk about those first three, four albums, like, you know, I had them on cassette tape. I remember walking to school with them, listening to them. But I think, you know, Redman's gift as an MC, he's just so unpredictable. I don't know what he's going to say next. Some people, you can kind of figure out the pattern, where they're going to go. But with Redman, I think of his brain as like a, it's like a theme park that never shuts down. It's just always going. Redman, he, he's got this balance of humor but he's not to be played with. So, you know, and one minute he can be like Screech from Say by the Bell. Then he'll turn into AC Slater. He'll jump on an R&B remix and turn into Zach Morris. He's all these things at once. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, just in terms of, of his, his penmanship, he is, he's elite. He's absolutely, he's absolutely elite. And, you know, I know some of your favorite rappers are scared of him. Mm. He's, he's one of, he's one of the best. It's, it's inspired you to make a Save by the Bell reference and move on like it was nothing. I felt that. <laughs> I was like, this guy's come to play. He's putting AC Slater in here. He's putting Screech. I was not ready for that. I'm off kilter myself now. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching I've been watching Save by the Bell a lot lately because I've been getting into Abbott Elementary, which always, oh. it kind of reminds me of Save by the Bell. So I've just been, you know, you. dipping and dipping and diving into that. But yeah, Red, Red Man is, you know, I bow to Red Man. If I ever met him, I'd buy him dinner. Oh, but, but absolutely! What a way to put it, Kevin. Uh, what about for you? Where, where's Redman in for you? Like, I, I'm the kind of person that I, I'm such a deep dive person, and I study lyricism so I can never do top tens because it's just like it's impossible for me. But there is no way I could even think about it without having Redman in the conversation. Yeah, he, 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 like in my head, yeah, he belongs there. But like, so do twenty other people probably. You know, but like, but he's like so. And you just kind of nailed it, I'm saying, Chris, because like, it's just diversity. You have a lot of MCs who are great at various things. Very few MCs are great at everything. He's mm. great at everything. Mm. Delivery, voice, style. He can tell stories. He's got punchlines and metaphors. 
he, like R&B, the hip hop, underground, like he fast tracks, slow tracks. It doesn't matter. There is absolutely nothing Redman can't do great. Yeah. You've touched on my main point here for the GOAT debate, like greatest of all times. I have, with age, come to think he's probably the most versatile hip-hop artist. Buster is, like, amazing, but I don't know. Sometimes Buster doesn't mould himself into the track. He doesn't find that balance of... Sometimes it's like, this is Buster's show right now. It's like Eminem. Eminem can't do a feature because it comes the Eminem show, and it just isn't the artist song, if you know what I mean. Whereas Redman can slip and slide and go into these R&B remixes... Another reason he's a GOAT debate is you could easily, and I mean easily, make an argument for him being the heist merchant of features. Like, he he is the guy who's got that feature game on lock. You know, there's only a handful of other people I'd maybe put in that, and maybe that's because his versatility lends itself really well to him being just so good on so many different types with so many different people, if you know what I mean. No, that's... Yes, yes. I mean, but uh, what, what's, what's, what's understood don't need to be said. You're 100%, 100% yeah. right. 100%. The, the use of the word unpredictable was a great word. Unpredictable is another important aspect. Is like, yeah, you in, in, in the middle of a track, he, he, he tells us that. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to stop rapping. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to change characters. I'm going to, you never, anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, he calls himself the, like, to call yourself the Moby Dick of dopeness, like, I don't know, I don't know how you think of that. Like, my brain can't wrap around it, like, I, I know he does, uh, he likes to smoke extracurricular things and that might inspire <laughs> creativity. I get that part, mm -hmm. but just that visual, bro, the funk doctor spot, like, dude, it's mad. Like mm. it's some people have to, have to work hard and try hard to be different. Mm -hmm. Whereas to me, it just seems like Redman is just naturally different because he's in, he's himself. He doesn't have to practice because he's himself. Mm, interesting. Uh, before I jump into my next point about like, may, maybe why he's overlooked. Is he overlooked? I don't know. Sometimes I find myself in a bit of an echo chamber of like other fellow rap nerds and I don't really see it. But then sometimes I'm at festivals and they're playing Redman songs with a bunch of white people that aren't, that are into like folk music. And I'm like, what is going on here? This is mad. This is Redman. So I want to talk about that but just we talked about the features there a little bit i had to list a few here because his his catalog is so deep but i was like right let's just quickly just run through how good he is at these features right and i'm not i'm, I'm going to skip past his intro to the game because i wasn't like of age then i wasn't listening i went in retrospectively to that but i can i can only I, I hear the stories of the hype around him when he's on hardcore brothers on my jock headbanger when that stuff's dropping I, I understand there's some hype but i was looking at it here right and i was like holy shit right this guy is, is ridiculous he went he just went there with nothing but the gangster with mc8 and spice one where He's on this track that is made. It's, it's a precursor to got got my mind made up. About this is got my mind made up feature way before got my mind made up. I had that one. I had that's my word with DJ Honda, most underrated nineties gems. Uh, oh man, right. It's a good job we're not doing best friend man verses because Flip Mode Squad meets Death Squad, right? Who the fuck I be? Ah, you cannot see. Ah, flabbergasted, blasting my Magna P.I. Oops, I lie. I got a cannon about the size of Grand Canyon. I'm prime time giving MCs not slanted. Duck, heaven's the fucking Mercatroid. I drop noise that employs the unbelievable. Recline like receding hairline. Crime speaks fine with a nine-pole-line blind. Keep minds up my sleeve until you start to quiver. Metabolism. I don't know if you guys yo, have anything to say about that, but yo, that's one of the that's one of the the, the quintessential posse cuts, right? Like that one right there. Oof. Mm. And Redman on it, I think Redman owns it. I think Redman owns that. 
Um, <laughs> it's a hard one. That's a, I could, but but he certainly, yeah, you have, yeah, you you can say Redman, and no one could argue with you. Yeah, I'm not gonna, argue, not I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not. It's a favorite thing at the moment. Who's got yeah. your favorite? It's debatable, but yeah. like Redman's, Redman's never really been outshined on a track. No, 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 sir. Okay, uh, I love that. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna clip that bit because I really enjoyed that. I would say he's probably the most complete on there. Okay, I, I I would agree with that. Yes, probably the most complete on there. Yeah, so like you know, yeah, that's what I would say for sure. Okay, okay. Did he own uh, Beast from the East with Lost Boys and Cannabis? I mean, nah, no, nah. he he went toe to toe though. I'm t- like yeah. he went close. With Cannabis was a beast. It, I, I feel like what he did on that song, he was just like, "Look, man, I'm going to let you in my house. You're a guest in it, but you're going to have free reign of the house. This is your time. I'm <laughs> going to fall back just a bit. You know, sometimes when someone comes to your house and you're like, look, man, take your shoes off, go into all the, do what you want to do. That's what he did on that. He goes like, he goes, okay. this is your moment. Let me step to the side. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. I like that. I like the way you put that. No, I, was like, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would co-sign that. That sounds about right. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Right. I- I'm glad we're all getting on. Yo, 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 just breaking up this episode to tell you all about the Crate 808 Patreon, a place where you can help support the show so we can make you more dope rap chat and to go out there and get some bonus episodes under your belt and also get involved with the live chats with the Crate 808 crew and guests. Go to crate808.com or go to patreon.com slash crate808. Sign up for as little as buying us lunch every month. You can get two bonus episodes, including including hidden gem album reviews from the golden era of the 90s and also you get our series focusing on MF Doom and Jay Dilla and also the Wu-Tang Chronicles. Once a month we drop an album review of every single Wu-Tang member. We're going to go through every solo album and then review it for you guys and right now it's Ghostface. Go in there, get them Ghostface Killer Editions in your catalogue. So get involved, help us grow this show and yes, big yourselves up, enjoy the rest of the episode. Boom. There, there's there's two more I had here. Uh, I mean, come on. One Shot Deal with Beanie Siegel, right? It was on my playlist. I haven't heard it in so long. And I was like, oh my God, this is just top tier Redman. This is like, just, he's got so many. There's just things on shuffle now come up and, and surprise me, you know? And uh, and the last one I had here, which is just True Goy the Dove as well, rest in peace, on Ooh, and hearing the stories of him writing that, like for Redman kind of thing and Redman delivering it like that. It's just, yeah, just some of the features right there. I had to touch on them before we jump in. But um, any from you guys that you thought you wanted to just quickly touch on before we jump into some other bits? Man, one of my favorites is Headbanger. Oh, let's go. You up, I take a hit from a split, then I get biz with the new cut. Because I can jam like Teddy if you let me. A good fellow, but still rugged like your Pepsi. My style is mad fucker to the delic with the irrelevant shit that I kick back, flip, semi full bitch. Yeah. Dip up, then I dip, then I switch. You an incredible nigga with the nigga nine on the hip. I always got played by a honey dip, but now I'm on the money tip, so now I call the honey dip, honey bitch. And swing hardcore because that's where I come from. I rock it like chop and burn scrubs like a dumb dumb. Remember Red Man? That one just really like I was like okay, like I already because I I was listening I, I I remember when I first heard Brothers on the Jock I remember this being like who is who is this mm. and then he's and then he's and then he's twice on an album and it's EPMD like okay this guy is special if he's twice on a feature on an album I'm saying that wasn't normal mm. at all still not normal you know to have someone <laughs> I mean it's, it's a little more normal now but definitely not back then so yeah and he was just great and so like. 
I, you know, I was the kind of person that like even before that, when I would listen to albums or read shout outs, I would write down anyone's name. Like, who's this? If EPMD is co-signed this person, I need to know. Mm-hmm. And so I had Redman on this list for like a couple of years just waiting for a moment to hear more. I actually first met Redman because I went to an EPMD Red store mm-hmm. in Chicago for um, that 92. So right around the time he's about to do his first single, but the single wasn't out yet. And I went to an in-store, but I had seen a promo video from someone and so I knew what he looked like. Oh. And most people didn't know what he looked like. So when I went to the in-store, I was with my friend. I was like, that's Redman. And I was, yo, I was like, Redman. He was like, who knows who I am in here? Because I was the person who knew what he looked like. Oh, so wow. Met, he came up and met me because I called his name out. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I met Redman in the in-store because I just recognized him. Because I saw this Def Jam promo tape, you know, videotape, you know, that had a few um, snippets. So, yeah. Yeah. So that whole moment of like that first time hearing him and then going into the headbanger mm. man i knew it's gonna be special that's amazing yeah. i love that you, you mentioned features man like all those features you listed are crazy but you know i don't know if i don't know if you or the the create 808 listeners know like i'm an r&b guy too you know like you mm. know when, when they hip hop, like you know I'll, I'll pour me a coffee and i love r&b uh, my wife is a big red man fan and we had a a red man remix day the other day um his verses on the me and me and my dreaming eyes remix for d'angelo the chico debar superman lover remix like dude that's dude. where it started that's where it started the superman lover man Dude, dude, Redman <laughs> on an R&B feature is absolutely, I love his verse on um, Keep It Moving, EPMD, him mm. and Keith Murray, never miss. Um, just going through my playlist right now. There's one more. I also, it's, it's probably not one of his standout verses, but I love the conceptual nature of the song. And that's the state versus Kurt Jones from the Sticky Fingers album where he plays the lawyer. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Objection, your honor. His statement's preposterous. There was no weapons found, no sign of no hostages. Remember, Mr. Henry Lace, you under oath. Yeah, you lying in the stand and get him crying in the pan. Now, where was you tonight? You claim he shot right Tyrone. There. You and Holmes had beef before Kurt got home. Was you mad because he came home banging your chick? Got your boys out the hood, now they slanging his shit. I know you mad, that's why you in court turning on him. Kurt, cold-blooded killer with no burner on him. Come on, you don't believe he murdered Tyrone. I believe you wasn't there, you just heard it by phone. Crazy, man. Was right if there's one studio session I'd want to be in, I want to be in the studio session for that song because... I want to know how they wrote it. Did they write their verses together? Like, how did Sticky do the roles? Like, Rod Digger, you're going to be the lawyer, the lawyer, the judge. Cannabis, you're going to be the lawyer. Like, it's nuts. And their verses and their deliveries fit the roles that they were playing so well. So, yeah, that's, those, are some, those are some of my favorite Red Man joints. Oh, features, at least. I'm loving that, Paul. I'm loving that, Paul. I had something for the Honeys remix, right? That, that, I listened to that the other day. That, that's all vibes. And I'm sure he did something with Jodeci as well. So he was just playing. Yeah, he was on, um, he was on their second album. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bro, this is it. This is what I'm talking about. So this is what I mean. So if we're then dipping into something about Redman that I've just over the years, I've maybe thought that, is he a bit overlooked? Like, you know, these lists drop and you don't always pay them any really attention, but just it kind of gives you a vibe check on where, I don't know, maybe social media hip hop heads are. And you're like, where are people? I don't know what you guys think. Do you think he is overlooked or not overlooked? Or how do you feel he's portrayed nowadays in 2023? He's what he's one of the people I feel is in that really tricky space. Like you were just saying, like you feel like he's overlooked because you don't hear his name. Like he says good or better than a lot of people you hear. You go on Twitter or whatever, and you see who all the names you always see. You don't see Redman as much, and he's as good or better than a lot of those names. So in that regard, you're like, okay, he's not getting his full respect. But when his name comes up, or like you said, DJs know, or you go to a club or a festival and he gets played, the reaction will tell you that people feel the same. For some reason, they don't think about it, the, they don't initiate it the same. He's not the first thing you think of, but like if you bring up, someone brings up Nas and then you bring up Redman, that person probably be just excited, you know? You know? But like, they'll just bring up Nas first, <laughs> for whatever reason, so it's, yeah. it's a tricky thing. He's in a weird space. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I think, I have a theory. I, I can't prove it, but I have a theory. Um, I think Redman suffers from the same kind of stigma that Buster Rhymes, Ludacris, AZ, but particularly Buster Rhymes and Ludacris, where when your humor and your character is so big and you are so good at so many different things, mm. Redman's been so good for so long, it's just normal at this point. It's like, oh, that's Redman, because he's that good. You look at someone like a little Wayne, you know, you can plot out his trajectories like, okay. He starts to take, this is where he's going to take off. You can literally see Little Wayne's trajectory go upwards if you just plot the lines in his career. But Redman has been good since day one. Mm. And he's still good now. Like I think of an AZ. I listen to AZ rap and it's, yeah, that's just another day at the office. He's that good. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes when people can't necessarily put you in a box, you know, you may get overlooked. You know, the class clown sometimes may not get celebrated or recognized for just how good they are. At, at the coursework or, you know, putting pen to paper because they're always making the, the class laugh. So I think sometimes Redman falls into that. And I also think um, whilst he has a lot of longevity, you know, he may not have sold as much as his counterparts. Like I think his first three albums kind of all went gold mm. and that's nothing to sniff at. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, he's not necessarily mainstream. Yes, he's done music and movies and, you know, he's doing all different types of pieces, but he's never necessarily been the superstar. And I, I dare to I dare to think that he probably didn't even want to be the superstar because he's he's an, he's an artist's artist mm. at the end of the day. If mm. you know, you know, basically. Yeah, I was going to add to that. With, oh, so I was going to add what he was saying that I think part of that, I agree with what you're saying. I think even further with what you're saying at the end there is that he doesn't really He's not out there yelling that I'm the best. Um, I'm, he does it on songs. You know, he talks about it on songs, but like, he's really like, you know, when you meet him in person, he's a pretty, he's a really humble guy. He's real chill, laid back, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in the Redman way, in the way the Redman can be laid back. <laughs> Bro, he's you know, out there skydiving. He's out there skydiving right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's not out there just being like, he's not out there to, you know, call himself a legend. And you know, it, it, I don't see that. I guess maybe if he is, I'm not really paying attention to it. Mm. Like he's not his own bullhorn, like, you know, Make sure, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Mm. He's all, his, his look at me is like, I make music and it's dope. You want to keep it, it's right there and mm. you'll see. Yeah, yeah. You know, rather than look at me, look at me. So I think that, that I mean, and people who are always in your face, you know, are going to, people are going to remember you more. Mm. So I think that's part of it. 
Yeah. It's, there's that interesting line between being memorable and not being like a massive star. There's a weird kind of line there for me. And I think that... It, you funny you say that because it was there was a there was a point of oversaturation. I feel at some point I remember him being coming out with original pranks there with Offspring and stuff like that. And I was like, well, okay, so he's like it's everywhere now. Like he's dirty came out, Christian Aguilera, all this, and he be, he became just huge. Adam F, that track with Adam F was huge, and it's like yeah, he, he, I don't know if it's oversaturation, but I think as time has gone on, I look at like. Um, Maybe the reasons people don't, because I think a lot of the artists that we still really regard highly are, are kind of artists that have either had substance or like some real storytelling, like um, just stories, narrative of their lives that have just transcended the music. And although Redman's did because he's such a cartoon, he's a cartoon of a rap star, and not in a bad way, as in like he's larger than life. He's, he's almost an animation. And I think um, that lack of in inverted commas, substance. And I don't think I'm going to dispel some of that in my picks I've got here coming up because uh, I think there is substance to what he says. But I remember him talking about mental health on that first album. He's, he's got a little bit, he's not talking about mental health, but it's in a weird, his own way of doing it. Um, but I just thought he's witty, he's relate, he's ultimately relatable. You know, he got his ass kicked on his first fight he had. Like he says that on a track and you're like, Yes, I. You are me. You're not easy. Mm. You know, you're not. You're not DMX. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah. you're not even the Woo. The Woo were mystical magician wizards. This was like a guy who's like, I've got a shower cap on in the video, and I don't give a fuck. And it's like, yeah, wow, you are us. It's yeah. mad. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I just thought uh, th some of these points. By the way, we did do a three album run on Redman a while back, and I'll probably be repeating some of my points. But I thought about just because I had to. So. Um, the chat is kicking off, guys. We have we are in the eight to eight chamber, which is our live stream. And uh, let me have a quick look at what people are saying. Jack P's here. Red Man is massively overlooked. Oh, what we were talking about. Uh, the Method Man Union. Uh, yeah, Union may have hurt him a little, but there's an argument that Meth didn't make a record as good as Muddy Waters. And I'd be absolutely. I think another reason for a goat debate, without question, he's got two classics. I'd say maybe three classics because there the dark side for me is an absolute classic. Um, Same here. Thank you. It's my favorite Redman record. So my, yeah. Oh, right. So my, we're good. We're in the good place. Cause when my <laughs> list comes, it's got a dark side vibe to it. Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's got two or three classics to his name and, I don't think we can argue it. I think it's kind of a fact that Method Man doesn't. So you're right there. Uh, Jack P, he's definitely overlooked. But his first three albums are all classics. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what the came out before Enter the Wu-Tang. Yeah, and that's the same energy to it. Yeah, absolutely. Ninjas Rose, Yo Pete's Redman. Redman may not be high up on my favourites list, uh, but he's definitely overlooked. So people are agreeing here. Album for album, he might right be up there. Objectively speaking, he's around the top 20. He, yeah, well, there you go. See, they're echoing what we're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about humour there a little bit. Can I just quickly touch on the humour of, of Redman? I have a few moments here I need to just talk about. Because you have his growth from like uh, What the Album to him coming out of the mud or muddy waters. Like, you know, he, he's like he's, his style changes, I feel, as he goes and gets older and his humour changes as well. But I thought comedy in hip hop is just so huge. Like generally to deal with what these people deal with coming out to make this art form and how some of them go to humour to kind of translate a lot of that. The, I think Redman's one of the first people I was like, he is grasping at the kind of trivialities of his life, but the weight of them is so huge and it's kind of an unbearable struggle, I can imagine. So you do go to something you can bear, which is 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 kind of humour. And I, I was listening to I'm a Bad 
And I was just like, how he switches that into a house track is ridiculous. And he, that's part extension of He speaks Korean on a song. He just speaks Korean. <laughs> what are we doing right now, people? So I, I, I don't know what you guys think to the humor and where he comes and uh, where, where that kind of lands for you in hip hop. I think that um, in general, MCs who can master adding humor into their, if they have dynamic personalities and part of that is humor, that is a great key for success. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at historically, Buster Rhymes, Chubb Rock, all them people who were like very skillful and had humor, you know, they were able to really capitalize and bring that to life. Um, and, and I think Redman, he, his inspiration, because he was like inspired by like guys like Jimmy Spicer from the early 80s. Jimmy Spicer was a lot, was, you know, he quotes Jimmy Spicer like every few albums. He has like a little Super Rhymes reference every once in a while. You know, he always references him. So, you know, that was like my favorite. When I was 10 years old in 1980, Winch the Super Rhymes, that was like my favorite because he was like skillful, but he had humor. And so I think that like Red Man picked up on that probably from Jimmy Spicer and Count Loud. Put your home on the range. Money puts the brother in a stock exchange. You make money on your nine to five to earn your living so you survive. It takes money to pay your rent and to eat. Without money, you're hungry on the street. It takes money, money. Cash money, money. I took the bill. I saw your skills to money. You go to jail. I got my C for the crazy way I kill my time. I got my O from the girl. Oh, gee, he's fine. You in for the peace I bring to the world. I took a T from the tune, do do girl. Got my C from the clouds high up above. My double O from the seven way we make our love. I got my L from the hell I love to raise. I got the name Kula from hot summer days. And I can rule, rule, rock, shock, and amaze. You do the rhythm rap, rock it out. Artists like that. And just really just took it and brought it to his personality as a lyricist. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating call, but yeah. What about you, Chris? I, I think I think uh, humor is definitely one of Redman's superpowers. But I think just generally with with MCs, like Kevin said, you know, he mentioned Chub Rock. You know, I'd throw Cameron in there um, for their humor. Someone like Fonte, who's got a very dry humor, which is which is quite reflective of mine as well. But I think people who come from backgrounds like us, you know, ethnic folk, I think we have this way of sometimes we don't even mean to be funny, and it will make people laugh. And I think. That's something that's a spiritual thing that's in our DNA, you know, black and brown people. We we have this this humor that's quite infectious. It, it's a it's a numerous it's a number of things. It's deadpan. It's laugh out loud. It's sarcastic. It's all these things. But I think, you know, when you go under the, the surface a bit, you know, self-depreciation and, and humor is a coping mechanism. And when you start looking at, you know, there is a dark side, you know, he was going through things while, whilst making that album. And, you know, I can speak for myself, you know, um, there's a saying that I have is that if I don't laugh, I'll cry. So. Humor is humor is vi- it's vital. It's definitely vital. But again, it's one of those things where I think you might get overlooked if you're just seen as the class clown. But in spite of this, Redman has a lot of humor, but I would not rhyme on a track with him <laughs> before or after. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. No, sir. No, uh, leave me alone. I, I did feel bad for Keith Murray in that flip mode meets death squad because he kept... no, but can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah, I say something? Yeah. You see Keith Murray, yeah? Yeah. Love Keith you. Murray's a G, you know? He's a G. You know? I don't like what's going on. Like with people on the internet, no, we're not doing that. I wanted to be Keith Murray once upon in, in my life, you know, like he was making up words, bruv. Like 
my reading level was three years beyond my age. So mm. I'm looking at man like Keith Murray, like Keith Murray and Redman together is like Akin Saltfish. Let's not do that. Thank you. <laughs> like that. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on about Keith Murray, but I actually kind of don't want to know. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I yeah, like me, where he is in my head right now. Yeah, uh, let's leave him alone. Let's leave it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to do now then, right, I'm going to count down from 15 to my top five, right? And I'm going to run through these. I've been doing these for a few months now and they were into three hours. We're not doing that today. We're going to just crack on. We are not doing one of them. Uh, so um, I'm going to go through and I'm going to see if I can get any of your fives as we go. And uh, people in the chat, please drop us your top fives when I get to my number five. Um, right, so we'll kick it off then. My number 15, we are going to a track that was once to my top five. Uh, it's just dropped this far now. It's basically... Basically, produced by Redman himself. Um, that beat is, to this day, as scary as when I first heard it. And that strange universe that Redman occupies... Um, it's it's actually one of the hardest songs in this whole list for me to kind of describe. It's more of a feeling when I hear this, and it's that um, alien like uh, the the verse uh, is crazy. It was I drop a I drop a put I drop a punchline at lunchtime because I'm close encounter of the non kind with dumb rhymes. But oh but it's just that that verse is unreal. Um, and the cherry Bianca, all that shit that he comes out with, you know, the flavor he's dripping with it, uh, and just all this kind of stuff. Um, I think it really settled on me recently why I loved this song because it reminds me of a time where the the weight of that last verse uh, and I remember this was a time in hip hop and I'm not sure if it still is really around but he actually sounds really mad about something real and you don't hear that about Redman much it's not really he sounds angry and uh, it's when he talks about uh, why is it every time multi-platinum artists always use the underground to make a comeback is it fair to the hardcore ends that rap that that kind of thing where it's like oh yeah there is that moment of we're the hardcore you're the overground stay away that kind of thing um, and yeah just just that song is a real moment in time for me and yeah basically it's right up there for me but um, touching anyone got any thoughts or touching on anyone's Five there. That was one of the, if not the hardest one to decide who's in my five or not. That oh. was like, one yeah, that was like, that was like, that's like my six or seven for sure. Okay. Any thoughts on it before we move on? Anyone? I mean, I, you know what? I only did five. I, only, I, didn't, I haven't even done my top 15. I've done five. No, no, no. Yeah. You're supposed to bring five. I'm the, Okay. I'm, I thought I messed up. Yeah, and no, I'm the Wally that brings 15 because I can't stick no to five, Chris. That's okay. essentially... Okay. And I thought, I run this show. Why don't I just do 15 then? <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> I, Sorry. I still, I, I still agree with his... I still agree with his sentiment, though. Like, I think that's still happening now. Well, you know, not just, not just in music. Like, you know, you've got people, they'll use... There's people who watch the underground. They'll watch what the independent artists are doing. They'll mm. copy, not give credit. Or, you know, when things get a bit ropey, they say, oh, let's go over here and do a song. We don't, I don't know, Rock Marcy. And mm. yeah, get my groove back a bit. Um, I still, I don't like it. Um, I didn't like it in 94 and I don't like it now. So I feel his sentiment and I, and I can relate to his anger. So where do, where do you stand on this then? 
Travis Scott's just dropped an album that is just ruling all my timelines. The mm. Alchemist is on there with West Side Gun. Mm. Uh, to me, I actually was like, do you know what? Fair play. Alchemist is on something so huge and West yeah. Side Gun is on something so... I saw it from that angle. I, yeah. In 94, I wouldn't have seen it from that angle. I think as a kid... You're, you're grown now. You're grown. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what it is, isn't it? You're, you're yeah. grown. And, and you know what? I'll be real with you. I, I'm easy to get, man. Like, you know, you put certain people on an album. If you put, like, I don't know, if I saw Fonte featuring Travis Scott, I'll go and get it because Fonte's on it and I want to support the people who I love. So, of course. And at the end of, at the, end of the day... Um, you know, we know, it's not about drawing division lines either. It's like, you know, these people probably are fans of these people. Like, you know, we can't, the same way you can't put Redman in a single box, you can't put other artists in a box. Because I'm telling you, there's certain men out there, they might be making, I don't know, trap music, but then when you go into their car and listen to what they're listening to, it's very diverse, it's it's, it's wide. So yeah, let's not let's not limit the artists in, in terms of what they what they do. I'm interested, I still haven't heard it, but I wouldn't. I will listen to it because Alchemist and Westside Gunnings on it. It's going to be the first Travis Scott album I ever listened to because of that. I've, okay, I've, I see where you're coming from. I see, Kevin. What do you What do you think? My, my general thing is, yeah, you can't you can't limit artists doing artistry. I, I like to leave leave artists the freedom to be artists. So, like, I always I always assume no matter how much I love an artist, they're going to make some music that I don't like. That's just the nature of art. I don't love everything. Even my favorites, I love everything they do. It's rare that I love everything someone does. So when someone goes experiments and does whatever R&B, house, dance, jungle, doesn't bother me. Mm. Long as at some point I get more of what I like, long as it, I get it eventually, mm. that's all. then I'm, I stay tuned in. And if I don't get it, then I just tune out and I listen to what they already did that I love. Mm, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to push artists to be like, why? I don't, yeah, I don't think about that stuff. Like, do whatever you want. Mm. Now, of course, I will be bothered if it sounds and feels completely manufactured. Yes. It feel, you know, sometimes you can feel when it just feels like they're just trying to do something that doesn't make sense. And that, that would turn me off, but I still won't judge it. I just, I mean, I guess I would judge it by not being like, uh. Mm. But, you know, <laughs> beyond that, I won't have a public, you know, uh, opinion about it. I mm. have a personal re- reflex about it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, let, let artists create however they want to create is my, is my theory. I feel that. I feel that. Because in 1994, you're looking at when Redman's dropping this rhyme, he's putting a line in the sand kind of thing, which isn't like Redman. Like, Redman doesn't get in beefs. He doesn't get in battles because people kind of know you don't fuck around with Redman kind of thing. <laughs> and it's like, you don't read it. I think it was an MC Hammer thing one time and he kind of apologized. I think he apologized. Or, so it came to an amicable end, I'm sure. And it wasn't, didn't go much further. But when you hear him on this and he's genuinely mad about people doing this, I was just wondering, like, he didn't name a name, but there's a subliminal in there somewhere for someone. So, um, no, interesting. Absolutely interesting. Uh, number 14 then. We're going to go the other end of Redman now and we're going to The Goodness featuring Busta Rhymes on Doc's The Night. Yo, bless the still, step out, dress to kill. Spark the L. What up, dog? What the deal? Clock the squill, the MC overkill. Certified silver dust, 35 mil. Jumping out planes, Doc's The Name. Cock the flame, back to relief the pain. Hater, itch for foe, throw piss control. Hit the safe for case, shoulda switched the cold. Nigga, sneak a pound. To cuss the drug hounds down to rob your neighborhood wall bounds. Me and my man jumping out to dance, tapping your jaw like Sugar Ray did the red. I execute like wars in the root 22 inch rims to parachute out the Lex Coop. The rhythm hit him without the venom in him. Hit him, get him with the shit. I pull out the jungle and I dust die your girls. Now, this song, um, it's just again oversaturated. It was every 
where when i was 20 years old going this was everywhere in, in in london it was just it just seemed to be on all the time and that makes you kind of not realize that this might be one of the best Redman verses ever. Like, honestly, I don't, there are a lot, but listen to the goodness today with today's ears. It's unbelievable. He is the most accomplished pop artist rapper at this moment. And it's sublime. Like, a, I find this beat kind of timeless, like, as in, it is always going to move me. Uh, so it, even when I'm old, I'm going to be riding these sounds. It just feels like it. And to get two solar suns colliding uh, like of energy of Buster and Red and have it on an album, on a beat like this, I just thought needs to be, and it delivers, it lands, sticks the landing. I kind of had to shout it out. So it's my number 14. I don't know if you guys have the goodness up and around yours or if you have any thoughts on it. I love I love that song. Um, Great album. I, I, I look at Doc's The Name. That's the album where Def Jam said, all right, you're going platinum now. We're pushing the button. Like it just sounded bigger. It was clean. It was shiny. It just felt like it was just something was going on in that album. And I still love the album. I don't think it's a classic, but it's a great, great album. And I can still listen to it now. Um, but yeah, the goodness. I remember being in school. I'm showing my age now. And I'm doing, 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 doing. yeah, yeah. Mad, 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 mad. <laughs> love that. Kevin? You know what? It's been a minute since I heard that. I remember when it first came out, having like a, you know, knowing they're snapping on it, but I actually haven't listened to it in a long time. But what you're saying seems like it makes sense to my my memories. I, I, you know, it's, yeah, that was his first. That was his first platinum album, and it's. I felt it felt like I, I can't. I don't know. I can't prove it. I just felt like all right. The the building is behind him now. Mm. Like you know, that time Def Jam was just platinum, platinum, platinum. Everyone like mm. you're not eight hundred thousand. No, a million. I feel like someone said, all right, red man, press the button, a million. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. It felt like a, a homecoming of sorts. As a, as a, as a red man fan from young to yeah. uh, two, t- 2000, that was one of my most rinsed albums of that year. Easily. For sure. Easily. For sure. Same here. Banger after banger after banger on that album. So yeah, no, uh, yeah. And back, big up Scott Atcher. I don't know if you guys follow Scott Atcher, but if you can see behind me here, I've got a Raekwon figure signed by Raekwon, right? I've got a Method, one, Method Man one behind there. This guy did a Redman one and he could have gone to all different eras, all different characters of Redman and he did Doc's The Name and it's like him smashing these bricks. It's such a brilliant figure. It was outside my budget. Please lower your prices, Scott Atchett. But it's, it, was, uh, it was enough for me to go, do you know what? I've now come to realise that album is actually quite significant in the hip-hop community. Like, you could easily get to there as an oxide because I can't, like, just imagery-wise, it's probably the most iconic. And Muddy Waters probably being second with um, just that cover. Um, but let's go to our number 13 then. My number 13 here, let's see if we're hitting anyone's top fives with this one. I got Journey Through the Dark Side, produced by Eric Sermon and Redman from 1994. Guess who's back when I bring funk like sap? All aboard, motherfuckers, while your brains get jacked. I'm soup like two scoops of funk juice, word to mother. The way I kick you, swore that Jim Kelly was in this motherfucker. The dark side brings a part I act wild like them niggas from Chi-Town on the south side. Sweeter than this, whooping niggas down like Jack Nick when I backflip my toxic graphics. Redman jams it in. Do the difficulties, they won't be done by 10. Friends, I got push outs, I'll be 12 bins, and then we get the bomb by Z from one thing. Is that is that up and about anywhere? It's in my top five. Oh, bingo! We got one. Kevin's got oh. it. Chris, 
not not for me, but I just want to salute out. I want to salute Redman, the producer. I think we're talking about him as an MC, as a producer. Like the beat he did for Fadermore for Jamal. As much as I love Pete Rock, man, I'm gonna go with the original of that one. Redman is a super producer when he wants to be. Absolutely, and that album is testament to that. Kevin, how's? Uh, I'm sorry, I've got it at 13, but re- remember where I'm coming with is that's a lot of weight for me. How, how for you then? Is that in your top five? Like, why is it in there? What's that song mean to you? It, it captures to me what really. It, <clears throat> what I was saying earlier about um, just describing Redman, just like his versatility. That song captures most of his qualities in a way where it also doesn't like. Let's say you don't like things that are over, over too over the top and, you know, where he's um, stopping the song and doing a, uh, a Miami bass thing for five bars or doing this. It's, he's just got a nice kind of slow moving beat and just rapping the best he can rap. Yeah. The word plays there. He's changing up the timing. He's switching up the flow. It's all on my, my top five are pretty much four of those songs are like that. Right. Interesting. It's, to me, those it's, it's those kind of songs. I'm like, I didn't even realize it until I picked. I, I went through the list. I was like, oh, these are all the, the same song. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know why you love it's like every album. He just does one of these. He just does. Oh, he just, this is this is the one for this album. Okay, yeah. So like, yeah. That's yeah. how my, my my top five is made of. Like three of those for sure. Like each album, the one, two, and three. Those first three albums, the song that's like that song is my favorite. Interesting. Interesting. Because yeah. I see that because he has that, um, he's doing everything, but it's the earworm, the things that, the splinters that are sticking in your brain afterwards, where he's like, guess who's back when I bring funk like zap that situation. All aboard, motherfuckers, with your brain's jacked. And what's the other moment that he says in this? There's so many good, Was uh, there's a baby's catching, like labor catching vapors or something. That line always yeah, okay. stuck in my head where I'm like, what is this guy the doing? The are ridiculous. The yeah. lair- when he released There's Dark Side, I interviewed him. I had a, I had a, I had a magazine called Caught in the Middle in 94, 95. And the second issue, and the, and the column I had in there was called Microphone Mathematics, um, which is a whole long story about that. But anyway, so this is before, this is before you know, De La said it on record and everything. I had a column called Microphone Mathematics. And um, I interviewed Redman, and it was just, the, the column was basically breaking down lyrics. That was the column. And um, so I interviewed him about There's Dark Side, where I just, mentioned lines and had him break down what the lines meant. And so like, you know, spending like an hour with him just explaining to me all my favorite lines on the record, that kind of helps shape my perspective of like what that, that song is. Yeah. So like, that's one of the songs I talked about and he, I'm pretty sure he describes a few things in that song. Oh, okay. So having that inner, like having red man, tell me what he meant has some weight. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, that that's amazing! That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. That again, some of the best red man stuff you're gonna hear is on that song. Absolutely. Oh, magazine well, right here, actually. There it is. Oh, that's that's dope. <laughs> Fair play, Kevin. Bringing the history. I love this. I love this. <laughs> love that. This is great. Uh, and, and just just to revert back to your point there about red man the producer, I think Journey Through the Dark Side might be one of my favorite red man beats generally like just in his whole catalog it's the beat oh i know eric sermon's on it as well but i had to give it to red man as well uh but yeah okay number 12 then number 12 bit of an underground hit but man it's the rock wilder and eric sermon it's funkarama my funk prognosis make my brains come and post 100 funk runs blood straight through your nose i don't have to be madonna to make your eyes freeze 
visees for eyes when you smoke the Thai weed. For this, you need a journalist, scientist. Keep your eye on this book, cosmical, far from logical. I blow the spot up in any hood and boom locks. Make the bully of the block move and get new locks. Now who kicks that phenomenal astronomical? Uh, that's my night and you feeling nauseous, that's my rhyme and you. I swing folk like new chucks by game steps. That's cool when I blind fools like Kareem Abdul. Hot like Watch the Sire. Funkarama. 1995 on the Insomnia compilation. I, I remember that was it was on. Uh, that is just absolutely bananas. He's rhyming Worcestershire in 1995. That's all I'm going to say. He's Come rhyming on. what? He said Worcestershire. I've never. I don't, I, I he was a man I, of the world, a man of the world. He's travelled, he's travelled, well-travelled. I, mean. <laughs> I don't know if I misheard it or what, but Jesus Christ, that is just, that rhyming on there is amazing and uh, just brilliant, brilliant bars. My style goes deaf like road, like deaf like jam and deaf like jam or squad, deaf like, like that whole moment. That's what we're talking about. This is the guy with ingenuity and skills and just acrobatics, man. This guy's going acrobatics. Uh, anyone for Funkarama, what are we saying? Yep, that's in oh, my top five. Chris, boom. We yeah, come, man. Let's yeah, go. Man. You tell me. Funk. You tell me. You know what? It's more so of a memory thing. I remember, you know, just, just being in school, it was a community of music and we would share stuff like, oh, yeah, I remember when Reasonable Doubt came out, someone gave you the tape. So mm. People would bring music to you before you even ask, right? So I remember this guy, he brought me the Eric Sermon Insomnia, right? So when I heard Funkarama with the black and, the black and white video as well, and I just remember, I think that's probably the first time I ever really registered the greatness of Redman. That's why that song is out there for me, because I was a bit late. I, first Redman album I ever heard in full was Muddy Waters. Then I went back. Why? But Funka, when I heard Funkarama, the light bulb went on with my head. I said, this guy is dope. And he, I swear he produced the record as well. I thought it was Eric Sermon. I was like, nah, you're taking liberties, bruv. Great <laughs> song. Great compilation. That insomnia compilation as well. Right. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. So yeah, Funk, I think Funkarama, like on my Redman playlist that I made, Funkarama is the first song on there. Wow. Okay. Kevin, thoughts on Funkarama? It was, it was, it was one of the main ones in my consideration if it was going to be in the top five and it didn't quite make it. It's probably rounds out about in, in the seven or eight, but it's it's right there. And I could I could switch in any given moment. So yeah, it's right there. It's top five worthy. I'll say that. Okay, I'm glad it's uh, so high in people's because I think what Funkarama does well for me as well, in a sut more subtle way than his earlier stuff a few years earlier, is this brilliant, brilliant dynamic in hip hop. Like it's not just Redman, Redman and Eric Sermon do it of some of the best, but a lot of artists do the really just sublime, smooth and rough formula. We're gonna go smooth and rough. It's that it's that formula that's on display in this song at such a brilliantly subtle but beautiful way um, of like you, you're either gonna have smooth rhymes on hard beats or hard rhymes on smooth beats. And what Red Red does on here when he says I'm dumb nice, I bring my worst lyrics to a gunfight, but on this beat <laughs> that that that's a that's incredible that alone. But insane, like, insane, absolutely. But then you think. Oh, but you put it on these Sonics. Yeah, something Funkarama is special like that. It's very special like that. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Before I go to our number 11, I'm just going to quickly, people have been talking in the chat, what people are saying. I think Redman represents, and that's what that's what many art, modern artists do, um, lack, says Aaron. So he represents another people. That's interesting. That's interesting. Not on the humor side, but his flow feels almost percussive. And the way he works in and around and rides the beat is fairly unique, says Jack P. Yeah, and it changes 
from his first album to Muddy Waters to then the good like the goodness, it's like more more kind of um not accomplished, but he's more comfortable and he can just switch it when he wants. Whereas first it's just energy. Absolutely. Like like he said, like like he says, right? Switching up speeds like Bruce Lee on a Fuji in a movie. Bro, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's a little foresight into my five for the for the heads out there. Uh, but yeah, we're coming to that. Don't worry about that. We're coming to that. Uh, Oz loving the hijack tea. Yes, Kev representing there. Absolutely. Uh, the goodness reminds me of listening to the Chubby Kids uh, on Radio 1 of the late 90s. I'll be that and put the monkey in it. It's the, it, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, or also bangers with that. Absolutely, Oz. I'm glad that you're bringing that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about bangers, I've got another one here at 11, right? <sighs> right. Um, the way this song starts, yeah, is this cloudy 20 seconds of almost a wall of noise situation, right? And it disperses into this just heavenly funk bed that is all time for me, this, right? Listen to it again today, and it's rated R. Devil just snap with a rap. The shitting on a story of Jack Sprat. So put your money where your mouth is. Watch Red Man House shit. And if it's beef, I punch you in your mouth, kid. I got a heart, but my heart is made out of nails. Or to Jamel, my heart pumps nails through my blood rail. I'm not a warrior or barbarian type of nigga. I'm just quick to smoke your family, then fuck your sister. That's what type of shit I'm on. Rated R is this. Uh, I don't. I, I, I just think you have. This is the Genesis pool that. Eminem emerged from absolutely um where he says I've got a heart but my heart is made of nails worse to Jamel my heart pumps nails in my blood rail that's Eminem putting him in like you see Eminem with the Reggie T and a lot of people outside of hip-hop call it this is how far Reggie took it do you know what I mean like to them levels um and he's so fucked up that he will do walk-bys not that's the thing that I loved and do a drive by fuck that I walk by and spray shit then carve my name in your pavement I'm sorry but rated R is outrageous does anybody have any thoughts on rated R is it in their fives it was the I removed rated R from my top five three hours before this call oh, oh no <laughs> I was so close I was so close it was oh, so speak, close there was one on song it. that I and honestly I might actually write like rated R a little more than the song I switched it with, mm -hmm. but I feel like I needed to have some diversity. Like I told you, I had three of my songs are almost the same song. Yes. I'm like, I got to have some diversity. And this song's probably as good as rated R, but it's different from everything that I'm picking. Let me show, I want to show his diversity a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little, I still like a certain kind of red, red. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's like right there for me. It's right there. But when I heard that song, ooh. <laughs> You know what? I haven't. You've actually, you've actually sparked something in my brain. I need to go back and listen to um what the album. Okay. Because I'm so I'm I'm so stuck on albums two, three, four. Mm. Um, I need to revisit because, like you said, the first album was a lot of energy. Mm. I love the Red Man where it's it's hard, a bit smooth. Like yes. when you get, I like I like that Red Man. Um, yeah, Red Man first album. I need I do need to revisit. But I love tonight's tonight, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, rate, rate, yeah, rated R. I always remember it being being a good one. Well, this is interesting because what the album is that is that I've noticed. I love it for that roughness. It is just an artist who isn't 
like fully formed yet, but his his yeah. rhyming is, but his sonics are so. It's kind of a punk record. It's kind of quite punk, quite lo-fi, mm. but also the. I think the the funk in it is just a more of a noisy kind of bed, if you know what I mean. I don't know how to put it in a yeah. I haven't got the language. I, I hear you. I, yeah. I think he became a greater songwriter after that album. And so you can, you know, you look at his catalog, it's when he started to write songs. And I think doing all those R&B remixes and, you know, being around an Eric Sermon, who's a key ingredient mm. in terms of, you know, master. He was steel sharp and steel and Redman was around some of the best. Yeah. And I think that that growth of Eric Sermon into the 90s, let's Absolutely. not sleep where Sermon went kind of grew with Redman. Like Eric Sermon's yeah. changed, you know, from Headbanger, yeah. from Headbanger and all the late 80s stuff. I think if people, I think if people were talking about names that aren't named in conversations enough, I would definitely put Eric Sermon in there because he formed so, I, I, I think he's probably the producer that showed me what late, more than uh, Public Enemy, what late 80s hip hop was as a kid growing in the 90s. And it was it was his sound I was kind of gravitated to. And then to hear him on, you know, MTV bass, like dropping these tracks like music as well later. And I was like, yeah, this is, so yeah, I'd love to, love to Eric Sermon. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, do go check out our interview with him from about five years ago. But it was great when we had him on. Uh, <laughs> so, so number 10 I've got here, right? Number 10, right? They say he switched his style up, but you're still a dick rider. I'm going to say, right, pick it up. Pick it up. I've got it at number 10 from 1996. If you find a bag of weed on the floor, motherfucker, what the fuck you go do? Yeah. While I crack a cold back to keep the holes in check, the double S vest nigga wrecked the discotheque. Uh-huh. Sit back, relaxing while my squad kick taps. Uh-huh. You tap your man back and be like, Did you see that? Ah, yes. Coming from the north, south, east, west. Uh-huh. Hold your nose and take a deep breath. Recess, we bless. Uh-huh. Mics, three times a day, three times a night. It all equals subliminal sequels. Strictly laughing uh-huh. at MCs. Uh-huh. Lyrics for years that run more than 10 deep. Niggas be like, ah, he changed his style up. Shut the fuck thoughts on pick it up before i go in anyone oh chris chris is not is it your five again yes yeah, in my five yo let's it's in my go. five let's listen go. when red when red man said ah oh, yes coming from the north south east west hold your nose take a deep breath recess we bless mics three times a day three times a night it all equals subliminal listen man i was walking down the street i had to put my hands on my hips like what the hell is this yo like yeah huh <clears throat> listen i'm gonna share something right that song has stayed with me since i heard it so i'm working on my new album uh, with Kaiser Smirnoff, he's producing it. Big up. And he sent me a beat. And he was just like, I want you to rhyme about taking a rest, just having a rest. And I called the, I called the song Recess, inspired by Pick, em up, uh, Pick It Up. Oh. So, so the chorus is, um, I need a recess, just one of the ways I can beat stress. So it's inspired by Redman. That's that. that particular song. Yeah. Pick pick it pick it up. Boom, boom, do, do. Nah, nah, come on. Come on, bruv. Nah, 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 nah. Listen. He said, hold your nose, hold, take a deep breath, recess, just the, the rhyming couplets, the multis. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. Please, don't, don't mess with Mario Reggie, please. Leave him alone. <laughs> the punchlines, <laughs> bro. The punchlines, your, your whole vocabulary is played out. Admit it. Still whack if it came out of my mouth and I spit it. That, that, that is just all time for me. Uh, Kevin, pick it up. Where, where's that land for you? 
it's got to be in my, at least my top 10. It's definitely one of the greats, for sure. Yeah, it's one of the ones that like I like listen to. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, Redman, it's hard to pick because there's so many different ways to love what he does. But yeah, it's, it's one of the great Redman tracks, for sure. Okay, I like that. I like that. Because there's this moment in that track, right? When I hear Pick It Up Now, it's an iconic thing. In in WhatsApp now, I'll be thinking this all about Pick It Up, Pick It Up. It's just a Redman reference I have now in my in my normal life. But also, it's this journey of growth in between this, this song itself. Because he is... Looking back retrospectively, I started that rah rah shit, all that shit, and yet this is I would call the first verse might be Redman two point zero. This is the new Redman. This is the Redman of ninety six. Who is that more accomplished, evolved, smoother, and polished, rounded artist? But him also acknowledging where he's come from. I started that rah rah shit. I started it. Me and Buster were doing that. Do you know what I mean? And and to see what rah rah shit, and I always rate Buster for this as well, which is that you can't just make a genre, but somehow he did. And Onyx came out of it. And it was like, oh yeah, these guys just made rah rah shit. And then Loudy choruses ruled hip hop for like three years. Do you know what I mean? Like they were rowdy, loud, Timberlanded out choruses, which I love. I've got a shouty chorus playlist, bruv. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Right? So, represent. Yeah, exactly. Represent, represent. I bet, I bet Onyx is on it like four times. You know, black, the whole Black Moon album, the whole first album got to be on there. Of course. Of course. But it, for heads like us, it's just nice when you're older to kind of dissect and look at the linear and look at the evolutionary kind of map and where it goes and pick it up, pick it up has this interesting journey in that for me where it's like, no, but I remember this when I was 16 and like it was everywhere on MTV, but he's talking about where he came from. It's nice to see that. And uh, yeah, the verse on that first verse on that is probably one of my favorites of all time as well. Uh, I love that we got into pick it up, pick it up. Um, so number nine, right? Actually, no, let me just quickly go into the chat because number nine I need to talk about like need to get in right okay so let's have a look what people are saying uh it's actually let the monkey out sorry oz there we go yes uh <laughs> put the monkey in it is a daz superfly song from the nothing to lose soundtrack interesting this is where our heads are at uh jack p rated r is in my top five boom i've taken the approach of only representing an album once good idea good idea and then just pick five from there is a muddy waters uh, and also ignored collab albums actually i should shout that because him and method man have some of the best music ever and i did this i didn't i, I think it's a different conversation them two together. yeah i wanted to ask you about that we can't we can't put death squad songs in these top in these lists you can if you want to it's your i criteria. feel like that would be cheating yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna do that yeah i avoided it too i avoided it yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, another yeah, eight hours on my research, lads. I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love Death Squad, though, man. That, I, lo I love Death Squad, man. Love yeah, them. I, love absolutely. Them. El Nino, let's go, man. Come absolutely. Uh, I, but yeah, what else we got here? Pick it up is in my five as well. So Jack P, Cam's going name by name by top five before he even gets close to his. I feel like if you've listened to any of our other top five shows, I never get this far in nay or so many. So I'm glad that at least this wave is changing for me. Uh, so next up, we've talked for an hour about Reggie Noble and not mentioned weed once which is i think a failure on my part as a host here <laughs> but uh, say i think number nine represents all of that for me and uh, it's how to roll a blunt uh, from 1992 
Check out a new type of gimmick which is splendid Sit shit down with other shit, let's see if you're down with this It's about strictly trying to roll a blunt When you get the hang of it, you carry more blunts than RG Bump First of all, you get a fat bag of ism From Uptown, any local store sells the shit, friend Purchase a Philly, not the city of Philly Silly punk, I'm talking about the cigar, the Philly blunt Lick the blunt and then the Philly blunt middle you split Don't have a razor blade, use your fucking fingertips Crack the bag and then you pour the whole bag in Spread the ism around until the ism reach each end Take your finger and your thumb from tip to tip Roll it in the motion, then the top piece shall lick, seal it Now, it's Redman over a Pete Rock beat, which is incredible. It's, and shout out to anyone in the chat, shout out to anyone who's listening, shout out to the guests. If anyone can name me uh, their best kind of weed smoking songs, if you don't smoke, fair enough. If you do smoke, like, what are the best songs about weed or would you like to smoke too? Hit us up, crayo at g1.com, I'll shout you out. Um, I think this is just one of the best top 10 ever of just rolling to because it's just one of the most educational songs he's ever written. Because he's literally like, here's an instruction manual for 13 year olds who you've been smoking weed. No, no, what you want to check is blunts. And that thing of um, you are doing what Cypress Hill have done, but you're not making it. The song isn't all about that, if you know what I mean. It has this yeah. beat to it, which is just one of the best beats I think he's ever wrote. And, uh, Big up uh, the them horns are deceivingly powerful horns on there. I, I, I thought, and uh, just the way he's so dead serious on this moment where he's he's talking about someone uh, break. Was it uh, how about the non-blunting rolling females uh, that break their nails when they're blunt rolling the bloods? <laughs> and he's like, "Sorry, Red, for spilling it." He goes, "You better pick up every seed of it." And he's like, really angry that his his weed has been thrown on the floor, and it just oozes character. It just oozes character. There are random ad-libbed growls all over the song and i don't know why they just are there and it's this kind of fun um just like moment of there's a, again shouty like you know just the oh shit the way it comes in uh and just the end where seeing it dry it wit it with uh, uh, light it with your lighter if you got the results mm, proper and as a as a bit of a smoker myself it just feels like i have to put this in there there's quite a few he he kind of does a lot of these songs kind of thing but i think how to roll a blunt is just that shouty chorus 1992 vibe where there's just not much nuance to it it's more like boom Here's how you roll one. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on how to how to roll a blunt or have it up and around uh, their fives anywhere? It's not in my top five or anything, but but here's the thing: I, I'm a pretty diverse uh, in what I listen to and what I like. But sometimes with certain artists, I have certain things that I attach to, mm. and so that's a song. Like when I when I think about Red Man, I don't think about those kind of songs. I don't go to Red Man to those kind of songs. So when I, when I listen to an album. I appreciate that. That song is dope. Okay. He, I, I, everything you're saying, that yeah. sounds how I remember it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when you say favorite songs, I would never even think of that because that's not the Red Man that clicks on for me. Like, oh, that's why I love Red Man. So I have to go back and listen to it. I, I might even be missing how skillful it is because of the concept. I want him just to rap about being great at rapping. Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like if, if he did that forever, I'd be fine with that. And he's one of the few, like some people will get boring, but he would never be boring rapping about rapping. Interesting. He's never boring doing that. And so I always like, where is he going to rap about rap? I'll skip till I find that. So I, that's. Yeah. My, uh, I like <laughs> where Redman fans, what spaces they occupy because they're so different at times. That's brilliant. Uh, Chris, any, any thoughts on that song? I, I, I listen to the song. I appreciate, you know what? That song is about depth and simplicity because I think sometimes it's a, it's a weed smoking song. I don't smoke. So sometimes I can't relate on a personal level to the content, but what I can appreciate is a conceptual song. 
Mm. And it's a conceptual song that's written very well. And any writer can attest it. Those songs aren't easy to write. So, you know, I think sometimes Redman might be overlooked for just how conceptual he can actually get. You know, mm. um, when you look at his album, I think, you know, There Is A Dark Side To Me is a conceptual album. You know, the the Dr. Trevis, you know, these concepts running through his entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, how, how, to, how to, I really appreciate it, man. It's education, man. It's, it's whether you smoke <laughs> or not, he's giving you the instruction manual, you know? Yeah. Mum and dad weren't giving it to you, Red Man was. <laughs> Bro, this is what I'm saying. There was Rage, Cyprus and Red Man. They were the educational, like, kind of, this is what you do. And Meth obviously occupied that same space when they were together and how high and all that. And mm. um, just interesting, because obviously in smoking circles, this is what Red Man is kind of known for. Almost like, oh shit, like, we know this, I smoke with a lot of college students. Students, that, most of them. Wasn't graduating, and then they knew it. it. You know the weed slang, yeah, boy, I speak <laughs> it fluent. I like that. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that one. I like that so, one. So, so yeah, this, this, this side of what Red he has different pools of fans clearly and it's interesting you know you have the hardcore timberland crew you have the clubbed out crew and then you have like the smokers so yeah no this is red man you know the character occupying a lot of different spaces uh so number eight then number eight i think this might might hit five i hope we do with this one let's get funky like cottage cheese because we're going to tonight's the night from 1993 Mike check I walk around the street with the black tech now by the waistline, picking out hype shit. I never claim to be the best type of rapper, but have to show the motherfuckers what I'm after. I'm after the gold, then after that the platinum. Beef after that, Hurricane G packs the gap, son. Chigga bang bang, yo bust the slang with my name. It's the red man on the funk thing. Psych your motherfucking rights tonight, tonight. To do what I wanna do, to do it like dynamite. The one perfected when the funk been ejected. I roughen up the rough draft to like make your head split. Huh? Past the 40 and the blunt and don't front on the block. Cause when you do front, brother, you get the start. I'm not an addict, more like Puff the Magic. Then pass it when I'm through, cause my crew got to I don't claim to Is this on anyone's five? Anyone consider it for their fives? Oh, Chris, we are getting yeah. on. We are getting on. <laughs> yeah, I lo- I lo- yeah, tonight's the tonight's tonight. Like I said, the first Redman album I ever heard was Muddy Waters. But when I went back and I started watching the videos and I started watching the singles, I think Redman, you know, Kevin mentioned the fact that, you know, Redman, he listens to Redman for rapping about rapping. Mm-hmm. And I think I fall into that kind of category. Mm-hmm. But what I will appreciate about Reginald Noble and please, please, I, I would say to listeners, this man can make a really good catchy single too. Yeah. Like he can make, like I listen to Tonight's Tonight and I'm like, and then when Hurricane G comes in and it just starts again, and then the way he delivers his verse after that with a bit more snap to it, mm. it's like, those are the su- subtle, is it subtleties? The subtleties Alison Force. He starts it, it's cool. Then she's like, nah, and she comes in. And then when, that's when the song starts. Um, the sample, it's just, yeah, I, I think it's um one of the, the quintessential Redman singles. And I absolutely, absolutely love it. I could listen to it any time of day or night, any season, whatever. Mm. Kevin? It's not in my top, but it's a great, but you picked on something that I wanted to mention at some point in here is that Redman is one of the greatest also to me at being super skillful and not sacrificing it on his singles. So many artists who are so talented with sacrifice on their singles, mm. and he did not. He picked the singles where, where there's plenty of times where the single, the, the, the main album single has some of the best lyrics on the album. Yeah. And that's almost unheard of. Yeah. Very, that's, that's, that's very rare. That's one of the more rare things in hip hop. Yeah. Now, now you said it, he is a bit of a unicorn. There are a few, only a few people that really have done that so well for so long, if you know what I mean. Like even on Dirty. Oh, career. 
Yeah, his whole career has been like that. His singles are some of the best lyrics on his albums. That's his whole career, and that's straight up. That's not normal. Mm. Straight up. Yeah, and I think what tonight's the night does that, and it is ninety three, so it's quite early in his career. But the way he rides that beat is a signifier of where he goes later in his career. It's smooth, gutter, funky, all at the same time. And I think this is one of the evolutionary steps towards that. Him becoming more like kind of rounded and just being so much more like easy to switch lanes. Um, and I think he just touches a lot of bases with stuff on this song, the Hurricane G thing. I'm so glad you. It's so knowing to think that he's about hardcore shit. He's like, yo, 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 red man, what the fuck? Like that whole moment of like, what? I'm sure a lot of listeners were listening and doing the same thing. Like, hold on a minute. What is this beat? Do you know what I mean? And um, as it is, as I was young, I don't know if people were doing that kind of thing uh, or a lot. I know a lot did it afterwards, but it, that kind of tells you everything about Redman, where he kind of was starting shit. And I, one of the best verses uh, Redman versus Contenders absolutely is verse two on there where it's just like you want to see me cool please save it for the breeze all that moment when he's kicking off and like what's he say here fuck the smooth shit I get down with the boom bit like Q-tip I kick more stars than Bruce Shoes kick what uh, just that those kind of like little couplets he's coming in with on this song yeah absolutely amazing and I think Eric Sermon I, I looked this up because he said um, he it I didn't know he was going to like this kind of beat. So even Eric Sermon at the time was like, I don't know, hardcore, is it going to work? And the fact that Redman's got that kind of creativity, be like, no, let's go for it. Let's, it's kind of vibing in this song. Like, so no, let's just do it. Let's go for it. And um, I love that, that he's just going for it and landing on, yeah, like you said, probably one of the most significant singles, I think, in his career. Number seven then. Number seven, let's go. 1994 again. Yes, Red might be saying some shit. We've already alluded to it earlier. We are going to can't wait. I'm like, bruh, bruh, like I had cerebral palsy. My flow's bees wet like all you girls' draws be. Crack the bill, spread the food and then the hit ass. Roll it up and thin ass. Who chipped it for the tin bag, etc. I roll my blessed with two textures. Pick up 50 bags and then I smoke all the extras. It's the truth, like fuck when they be proof. Don't drop your jaws, I'm fucked. From 1994, um, has anyone got can't wait in their fives? Is it uh, Jesus Christ? I think Chris, I think we've how many we've got of yours here, Chris? I think you, I think you've got five, you know? no, not five, three. You got three. I think three. you've got three. Oh, okay, uh, we got. Yeah, you might have three. Can't wait. Tonight's the night, and there was another one before that, wasn't there? Um, yeah. Okay, so can't wait. Uh, we talk about five moments on this show about moments of perfection. And I think can't wait is a moment of perfection. The song, uh, I don't know why it's at seven. Why, when I say that, but it is absolutely just right up there for me. Uh, Chris, tell me why it's in your five. It's just, uh, you know what, Cam, it was about a month ago. I haven't listened to there is a dark side in a while. And mm. my wife just had this song on repeat in the house. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, yo, you know, like, it was like the song activated a chamber and just reminded me of when I first heard it. And I always loved the line where he says, you can't see me like Charlie Angel's boss. Like, dude, it's just, <laughs> I think, again, this is testament to Redman's skill. When you can make a punchline, get a reaction, mm. sound original, 
not be too kind of over the head, but also make people think how I never thought of that. Like mm. he's just got this, he's just got this gift. And I just love his pop culture references throughout his career. And again, like we just said with Kevin, like can't wait is a, is a great single, yo. Can't wait together. It's mm. like, you, you don't hear that song. I think commercial record, I think this is just a great song. And I think it's testament to him. You know, I think his evolution as a, a songwriter. And I think that's not something that Reggie Noble doesn't get credit for enough is that he's an, he's an incredible songwriter, yo. Mm. And do you know what, in, sorry, Kevin, before I jump to you, I was going to say, you know about 1994 as well? What I've just thought about, like what Dre had done, what Tribe had done, what De La Soul before them guys had done, is let um, these artists around 94, 95 do what they want to do and it was huge at the same time. As in, like, can't wait. Doesn't like he's going for the charts. It doesn't sound like... It felt like at that time people trusted hip-hop and just said, you know what? You're Eric Sermon. You're Red Man. Here's some money. Just make the fucking album. And then come back. And then it's like, this is what we've got. And they're not pushing for anything, it feels like. And can't wait. feels like it encapsulates that time period for me when hip-hop was trusted to just go off and do stuff before the money started probably becoming more of an overriding factor, in especially in more popular hip-hop. But maybe that's the nature of the beast. But um, yeah. And do you know what? You said this line earlier, Kevin, about switching up speed like Bruce Lee riding a Fuji in the movie. If he just said that line... He'd have just said that line and heads would have liked it and loved it. But I honestly think the emphasis and foresight and the humor to say what he would have said when the mic's off, where he's like, yeah, yeah, you know what I just said? Switching up speeds like Bruce Lee riding a Fuji in a movie. I'll <laughs> be saying some shit. Now, if you didn't get it, laugh down. And he said, he laughed now and then figure that shit out later. That, that mo that's the moment that transcends the song for me as a kid. Cause I didn't hear many people going, did you not hear what I just said? Like we weren't doing that. We were like, you ca you're catching this coded language or you're not. Do you know what I mean? Like you're into Cuban links or you're not. And it's like, yeah. And this guy's like, no, 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 no. If you didn't get that, that's what we're talking about over here. We're over here, this is what gets us excited. And it's kind of like a gateway for like, yeah, that's what hip hop is, if you know what I mean. Uh, Kevin, did you have any thoughts on Can't Wait? Is it around your five anywhere? Here's the problem. About 60% of Dare the Dark Side is in the running for my top five. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is fair. Right. So, Which is fair. <laughs> so, so what I did was, is I like, let me just strip it down and think and, and, and listen to this in my head as an acapella album. Mm. That's how I try to think about it. Let me only think about Redman as a lyricist. And I'm picking Redman's top five only based on if it was an acapella album. You know, and I try to think about that. And, 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 and but in a certain sense, so it could be in any given day, yes. But no, it did not make it. Is my point. <laughs> okay, no, no, but that's fair enough. That's I, fair I, enough. I love what I love what Kevin said. Kevin is hundred percent right. Like you could literally just take a whole Red Man album and it can qualify for top. Like <laughs> it, it really can. It re yeah. it, and bruv, he's just too good. Man. It, it, yeah, it pained me. And I didn't want to disclose information because I felt a bit too... I, my list is like 30 songs long, 35 songs long. I didn't want to talk about it because there's a, there's a running joke about me doing these extensive lists and, you know, spanning these things out. But Muddy Waters, yes, yes, you're, you know, all that. There's so many songs on there where I was like, the bump, the bump, how's the bump not getting in here? So Rough. I was upset at myself, you know, Rough. thinking... <laughs> You see that Muddy Waters album, yeah? I don't mean to go off on it, bruh. It's like that. Like, dude, oh. um, the ill out. Are you, are you, are you okay? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Listen, oh, what's that? Um, just do what you feel and never fall. You see when Method Man came, when he said, go on a flip with the acrobatic from ground zero all the way at, nah, listen, 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 <laughs> listen, man. This is what I'm saying. I was so glad I was outside. You know? I'm so glad I was outside, man. I'm so glad. Thank see? you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You see these blessings when you get older, it? When you're like, oh, listen, yeah, I'm so glad I was there for that. That Muddy Waters album and that cover is my favorite cover ever. Mm. Like, I... Mm. Imagine going into the shop and seeing that for the first time. Like, what the hell? What did you, look what you did to your Timberlands, man? What did you do to, how you, like, bruv? No, I'm one of the people that I'm so, I'm like so into the music that I can appreciate art, but I don't even think about art that much. I'm just like, where's the music? I'll look right past oh. it. But that, I mean, that covers one of my favorite covers of all time, along with Hijack's cover. The Hijack's Straight cover, up. The, 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 the Muddy Waters and the King T Active Fool. Three of my favorite covers of all time, and and also when you look at Red, like you look at DMX's second album, Flesh of My Flesh. I'm I'm sure I, they took some inspiration from that Muddy Waters cover. They had to. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. There's a lot of it, there is dark side coming from Funkarama. There's there's this kind of history with his music, if you know what I mean. And I love yeah, that. Man. I love that he's calling back to the seventies stuff that I was nowhere near aware of. Nowhere near. As I've it. got older. I've been like, oh my God, no wonder I love Redman and Eric Sermon because of Funkarama. But so I, I like how his music and career kind of informs my history of like loving all that. But I think um, what's interesting about what you just said there about the album cover, I said this on the three album episode where I was like, you know, it's interesting if you were to really analytically like look at it and uh, not know what Kevin does, but I'm just like, you know, I, I want to really look at it. I was like, you've got what the album where he's got no face and he's like underground. He's so underground. Then you've got muddy. Then you've got Darius Dark Sides where he's literally underground. And then I was like, oh, Muddy Waters is him literally climbing out of the underground and sitting and chilling with the mud still on him. And that's kind of where his music goes. It goes from underground to overground, and he's but the still over, got the dirt on it. The overground still got the, exactly still got the got dirt, dirt on it. So I don't know if he thought that much about that, but if you I were looking at, so, I have to think so. It can't be a coincidence, I, right? I can't believe. I yeah. Someone, someone's got to ask him. Any one of us speak to Redman, we got to ask got him. Got to ask him that exactly, absolutely. So I, I love there's this um, just kind of evolution to it as well. Uh, and yeah, just I, I, I watched that video again the other day, and I was like, that's where he's nobody, nobody in hardcore hip hop, right in '94 especially, is wearing a sh clear shower cap in his video. Like I was just watching. Is he just? He's got a bin liner on, and he's what? Dude, and, he don't. He don't care. He don't care. He had tissue in his nose, bruv. He's got a tissue like in his tissue. nose. So you see, visually, Redman's right there. Visually, like he's in the scenario video. Do you know what I mean? He's in the scenario video as well. So you got him like where he's like, I don't know, he's in a baby's crib. So there's that Buster kind of overflow as well, where he's becoming a child. And it reminded some moments reminded me of Fear of a Black Hat. Like I was like, this is this is Fear of a Black Hat inspired by some of this, absolutely. And Bob James, absolutely, Sam Porter as well. I had to just shout out Bob James there as well. Um. And he does these things. He does these flourishes. Chris, I know as an MC, you'll love where it's like dum de dum rock la bouge bantan soup la wonton funk by the like the way he just effortlessly goes into this kind of different patois flow or something. Yeah. And as a as a as a Jamaican, I will say that some of my even some of my favorite rappers haven't really delivered the Jamaican <laughs> patois to a to an acceptable standard. Right. Redman being one of the few. Okay. Okay. I like that. Redman and, K and KRS one and Buster obviously because he's Jamaican. Buster yes. does it the best. Buster does it well. He does do it well. I'm glad that we got there as well. Number six, 
Right, we're almost at the five, guys. We're, we're doing really well for time today. This is what I'm talking about. I'm getting good at this, guys. It only took me a few years. Right, number <laughs> six. Number six. This is Redman the producer at his wacky, just wacky, and scary, actually scary best, where on Rated R, he he kind of foresees this kind of horrorcore thing where only one of his verses just kind of rhyming about Rated R flicks. As the horror nerd in me, that's right up there for me when someone can do that really well. Uh, but instead of just, he doesn't explicitly do it on this song. In this song, it just is a horror film and it's uh, Rockefeller. While it's that brother coming six billion feet from beneath And you should be peeping how I get smoked out on the weekends I swing into my group or down to my fam Schooling all those knockers like final exams Cause it's that fucking delicate kitchen with the irrelevant elements And it's coming through your blocks, catch a smell of trick Wanna copycat my whole four back So you get fucked traps, punchlines and score packs Got a little red man in town Who's that epic clown sounding whack with the frown? I don't know man, but you better wonder what I would do I've got Rockefeller at 19, uh, no, by 994 in number six. Now, does anybody have any thoughts? Is Rockefeller anywhere in the fives for you, peeps? It was, it was one of the, it was one of the ones that I was debating today. That it, 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 that one when I moved out, Reddit R, mm. I was thinking I was going to face with Rockefeller or a different one. It was between that and a different one, and the other one went out. So it, it almost was almost. in the top five of the day, but didn't quite make it. Okay, Chris, love the remix. Great, great, great original. Love, love the remix. I prefer the remix. Ah, interesting. But not, not in my top five. Um, I also remember Rise. I don't know if you remember the rapper Rise from the Demigods. Ah, um, he did a, he did a, yeah. he did a sick freestyle over the Rockefeller remix beat. Sick, okay. absolutely sick. Shout you, out to him too. Usually, we have a Demigods siren reference siren here in this show because usually okay. it's one of the one guys who comes on. Ray, he just always talks about Demigod. There'll be some Demigods. So you've done it somehow. It's not, I tried to get him off the show, so I have to. Demigods. It's a reference that we have. We haven't got. Uh, I'm, a ma- I'm a I'm a massive Demigods fan. Okay, there we go. You're you're allowed. Great. I'm a I'm a huge Rise fan. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's dope. You guys are allowed back on again. Absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> so this this is the thing about Redman on Rockefeller. And and this moment this was my number one for a long time in my life. Um, mainly because of uh, where he was and he comes out, he doesn't like this album anymore, he doesn't play any of it on his set. I think he might play one or two songs, doesn't play in his sets. It was not a good time for Redman. So I just want to acknowledge that with Rockefeller, because it isn't it comes from darkness, but it's where it's probably his biggest artistic statement in that way. As in, he is him, but he's also experimenting with on obviously on mushrooms, and he gets even grittier and darker on this kind of altered state that it kind of it absolutely is encapsulated in the song. And he's got the rhymes like "You who watch the birdie while ready, wreck your brains early," like that. That all that kind of battle rapping is still in it. It's not totally different, but um, yeah. it's that moment where you're taking Leon Hayward. Uh, not not many years after it became massively famous in G-Funk and taking that sample and just completely making it your own. In 1994, I didn't, I didn't notice, I, I noticed that when someone was reusing a sample and I was like, well, no, I've, the other one does it better. Snoop did it better. But um, it's so haunting and funky and it leads to what I would call is my favourite outro in a rap song ever. And people out there, please let us know in the chat yourselves favorite outros in hip hop, but it's so trippy 
that if you want to hear a bunch of rap artists that are so off their rocker, listen to this cut and the way it goes out where he's just going, word is bomb, word is dead. I didn't even know what he was saying as a kid. And he kept saying it. He didn't stop. He just kept going, where does Mark? And I was like, this guy, is this allowed? Is anybody checking on this guy in the studio? Is anybody going, I think Redman, I think we need to have a word with him, like an intervention or something. Call, call, it, call HR, call HR. Call HR, call HR, absolutely. I used to wonder if that was, I used to wonder if that was inspired by um, UTFO, actually. The song Bite It. At the end of the song Bite It, they do a thing with like, they're doing that funny voice and doing the Bite It and it's going on and on. Oh. I don't even know what to say. Like, it's like a skit at the end of Bite It. I always wonder if you got that from the idea from Biden. I'd never another knew question, this. Another question for Redman. Another question. We got to ask him. Uh, yeah. yeah. I might have got to ask him that question. I wasn't thinking of, oh no, that was now. Yes, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the question I asked. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what, now, Kevin? I, I, I never have heard that song. I, I now need to listen to that song. That's amazing. Thank you for that, Paul. Because it's just going to probably translate the feeling of what, what I felt this. But for years, for decades, you know, I've, I've heard it as just this guy just hypnotizing me with this mantra he's coming out with. And that's the ending. The way I love how Redman comes in on the song, like the way he comes out of that sinister funk with this kind of broken up flow. It's just not the Redman I was expecting. And his her in rap. I think he's got one of the best hers in rap. Like he just goes, her, like the way he comes in. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's Do you know right. what I mean? Like he's got that, oh, that rhyming man. I mean, to that point on the UTFO, he is so great at like mixing in that early eighties, influence of his he brings it to it like that 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 that's that melly mel he he knows how to bring it into the 90s he did that so well throughout his career always honoring the people before him he's like i always admired him for that that he always made sure he had like for people so someone like me who was listening to rap since 79 Mm. i get all kinds of references i mean i imagine a lot of red man fans don't get he's talking a lot of times he's talking about early 80s rap stuff in his lyrics so interesting. I didn't know that. Again, that's we're going, we're going. I'm going to school right now. This is what I'm talking about. I should have worn <laughs> Pat lunch. Uh, let's just have a quick look at the chat before I go into my five. Uh, let's see what mm. people are saying here. Um, okay, not sure why, but one smoker's song I immediately went to is "Weeded" by Loot Pack. Uh, it says Oz, a great early Madly production. That's a great pull as well. Uh, rated R just beats tonight's the night under my rules. Says Jack P. Uh, Can't wait is in my five. Says Jack P. And by far my favorite Redman track. I, I know no. there's people out there. Those people definitely are out there. That That is their favourite. Uh, Aaron, tonight's the night. It's 100% in my top five. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. I know what we're doing here. Uh, Redman was doing Can't See Me bars almost a decade before John Cena says Oz. <laughs> a wrestling mm. reference for you, Chris. He's a, he's yes, the, yes. He's the refer- wrestling guy over here. Um, Jack P, Can't Wait is bars on bars on bars. Absolutely. It really is. Uh, can't Wait is probably my favourite Redman track, says Aaron. Raw, raw, like I had cerebral palsy. Always gets me for some reason. And rhyming Boba Fett with Husin projects. Yeah, with housing projects, sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. That, I didn't even think about that. That's so true. Uh, I bought Muddy Waters after hearing Red on All Eyes on Me, says Oz. I'm sure a lot of people did. I think I'm sure a lot of people did. I didn't like it initially. I was more used to G-Funk production. Yeah, 
there's a definite clear difference. Uh, and um, yeah, so what does he say? Obviously, my thoughts have changed. Uh, Demigods reference there, Oz, Oz with the Klaxons. Uh, Aaron, and aside of what happened to Rise, haven't heard anything from him in ages, or have, have I missed this somehow? I don't know what's happened to Rise. Uh, maybe the Demigods heads can tell me. Um, but let's go, right? Top five, top five time. Uh, number yeah. five, I have uh, probably the most insane production on, on any uh, Red Man song. I, I love this song. One of the best bass lines in his whole catalogue, Jam For You. I've got Jam For You from 1992. On your mark, get ready, get set, let's go with the flow to jet like Delta or Jet CO. Wins with the bins, I clean my front lens with the system that knocks harder than Ren Tin Tin. Without question, I'm flexy when I'm sexing. Wicked when I kick it like a tribe called Questin. The rude red man rip backbones and hits the bits. This split you from your wrist to your armpits. But true indeed, since Pops dropped the seed, I know I'll be the funkiest brother that ever bleeds. Rough and rugged, more nuggets in the bucket. That's dumb, dumb dollars. And yes, red man love it, pound for pound. I throw down to make you strut. Yo, E, what's that funk mode? Now, it's jump for you on anyone's fives. Oh, Kevin, we're here. <laughs> okay, I was worried that I would... I am famous for being like my favorites always like don't match anyone. That's kind of my thing. Okay. Jam for you. And I know there's a personal reason why, but jam for you might be my number one. Oh, why? Why is that? Why and, is and, it? And, and, to me, what I described earlier about my kind of red man song, that's the first one that defined it. Mm. I, um, so when I said earlier how I met red man, that's the song that I heard before his album was out. Def Jam did a promo like summer 90, whatever year that was, you know, like 92, whatever, spring, summer 92, uh, like uh, VHS promo tape. Mm. And this guy, Rano Jello in uh, Chicago, he had a show on radio in Champaign, Illinois. And um, I would go there and help him out sometimes. So I saw this video and all I had heard was this him on, you know, on the EPMD album, Hardcore and Brothers on, on Your Jock, Brothers on My Jock. But they showed a clip. It was a video for Jam For You. This, like, I think it's just one verse. I only saw the one time. It's just like a little video clip of, 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 of Jam For You. And that's what I saw. I think it also like later showed um, Blow Your Mind being the first single, but it showed, I think, first the Jam For You. It might have been reversed, but those two songs. And that one I was like, to this day, that was probably the first time I was like, I was so mind blown that was never a single. I'm like, they got a video for I've seen a video. How is it not a single? I was mind blown that it wasn't a single to this day. Like I have a, I thought I probably should announce something. Still, I did. I had this mixtape idea of doing a mixtape of like, kind of like a hindsight A and R of songs that should have been singles. Yeah. And Jam for You is a song that inspired that mixtape. Oh wow! It, it's 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 funny you mentioned that, um, Kevin, because I'm a podcast producer. That's one of the ideas I scribbled down. Should have been a single. Oh. Okay. It's not, yeah, it's not surprising that anyone had that idea. Yeah, we got, we got, we got to talk about, we got to talk about that. Let's, let's talk about yeah. Let's, there's let's, a few of those songs. Let's build these bridges right now. I want to hear this yeah. podcast series. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. You're right. You're absolutely right, Chris. Did you have any thoughts on Jam for you? Um, no, no thoughts on, on Jam for you. Um, it's that again, first it's album, just, isn't it? It's the first album, man. Yeah. I didn't, you just, I just remember a line with the press rewind. If I haven't blown your mind, I remember being a kid. I'm like, that's on it. So good. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> Do that know, was dope. Do you know which one stuck out to me was the dung dung da dung dung ding extremely well at the hair on Don King. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Like yeah. that that Red Man is not playing. This is the first verse 
is such a smooth flow um, and you can't help but rock to it. And uh, just even the bit that Tribe sampled, you know, without question, I'm flexing like I'm sexing, wicked when I kick it like Tribe called Questing. And they sampled that. This is Tip Tip knows where he's coming from. And obviously, the scenario video. Of course, of course. And um, I think the thing that Jam for You does possibly the best display. It's a very chaotic album, but it's a very chaotic song, as in there's a lot of different moving parts to this song. Um, but Eric Sermon, being the genius that he is, doesn't do too much and doesn't do not enough. He's just found that right balance where if he'd done a bit too much, about this is a bit noisy. And the other way, it's just it keeps you guessing kind of thing. If it keeps me guessing as a listener, to hear Redman riding this tidal wave of a shifting soundscape, right, beneath him, but riding it, riding it like chasing that beat uh i just think something about this is just so special I don't, I don't get it in much many other things um he talks about selling out on here as well and uh this made me laugh at like we have a like what song what 90s rap song would you play to an alien to define hip-hop uh, and this was in my file because i was like well aliens need to know about how chaotic a song can get and also that selling out was a thing i know he does it a few other times we've talked about already but this was a moment yeah aliens need to know this was an actual thing in hip-hop um so yeah jam for you at my number five um now number four for me uh this one's so close to my heart i might cry during this one uh this is this is so this makes me think of a time when i was a kid right um and feeling like i just didn't give a shit like i didn't I was so apathetic at times about things. And I think this song itself is a lot about it is the apathy to stuff, but dressed up in this fun way of just disregarding anything and everything. And it's whatever man featuring Eric Sermon from 1997. Till it hurts you. I keep your door that way out past the curfew. Hard far from commercial. Uh, we don't give a fuck when we smoked out in the land that's doped out. Like that? No doubt. <laughs> from this bomb weed, I cop from the street. Get you open like butt cheeks from girls who be freaks. Hey yo, can I be SWV? You the one, uh, nigga. Shogun, that's either yo, one. I'm rolling one. with the 40 pack of niggas. Get my weed from Branson, cause this sack's bigger. Yo, give me that, nigga. While well, I clap, lyrically tap, call back. So further down a line in his career, but your boombox better fix, form a union because Red Max leaves the circuits overworked. Like these are the moments I live for Redman. And then at the same time, he's just talking. And now I look at it and I think maybe aliens need to know about this song because one, it's the birth of Method Man and Redman as a duo for me, purely because of the video. The video made me think of these two as a thing now. These two are going to do a thing. Even though he's not on the song, he carries that video. Best videos of the hip-hops of the 90s. Please let us know, by the way. Call out there. Um, but I also thought... In 1997, there has been this wave of Richard Linklater films, of Generation X, slacker culture, kind of flooding the mainstream. There is this kind of apathy towards things in these, because people are doing okay, but also just not giving a shit. And it's just whatever, man. And it's just whatever, man. It's that title just screamed that how I felt at the time. And um, this song is just the signpost of the 90s era in that way. And I'm not even going to talk about the production yet because I need to know what you guys think to whatever man. Uh, is it in anyone's five or around their fives? No. It 
it's not it's it's not in my top five, but it's one of my all time favorite Redman songs. Interesting. The, the quality is so high. It's like just even saying whatever man is not. It's like some people might say that's mad. The song is incredible. Do 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 do. Listen. Ooh, la, la, la. Like, I love mm. it, bro. Like, and I love what you talk about, how you talk about the uh, the 90s, kind of the slacker kind of culture, the apathy. I remember watching ECW a lot in the late 90s. And Rob Van Dam had this, he didn't, it wasn't outright, but he had this kind of he alluded to because I knew he was a weed smoker and he would always be in his promos, like whatever, man. So I think he, he you know, I, I remember watching ECW, and anytime Rob Van Dam said whatever, man, it always reminded me of of, of Red Man. So you've actually kind of bust me on something talking about how that song kind of represents a certain culture and a certain mind state of like, you know, apathy and just kind of, you know, to hell with everything, whatever, man. It's a great song. Eric Sermon's production on that, like Eric Sermon's production, man. It's unbelievable. You know, when Eric, you know, when Eric Sermon said Funk Lord Productions, he meant it. He meant it. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. He meant it. Yes, Absolutely. Hey, you see what that's what produced by Eric Sermon for Funkwood Productions. I knew what time it was immediately. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, he meant it. He meant it. Uh, Ke- Kevin, what do you think? Whatever, man. It's not in my. It, I, he, Chris's answer was pretty much perfect. It's not in my top, but it probably should be. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, like it's, it's, it's great. It's like you're making me want to go back and listen to it and think I messed up. So like, I feel like that like, man. <laughs> Maybe I didn't listen to that one. Maybe I was distracted when that one came on this week. But yeah, it's 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 right up there. It's right. Up there. It's high. It's high, man. It's 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 a, it's a bit of an anthem in my, my personal life. But it's that kind of when you realise the product, the the kind of what I loved about the production. Obviously, people Eric Sermon brings a lot of different things. But I find it almost like a skeletal funk. It's not. It's nowhere near what the album. It's five years later, three years, four years later. It is nowhere near that kind of sound for me. But the fact that Eric Summer is so deep in the game and he's still helping form what smoked out hip hop becomes sounds like you got Cypress Hill. Obviously you got, you got, you got Dr. Dre, you got Hyro, I would say as well. And I think that, Eric Sermon was dipping in and out of that as well. Uh, this mm. man's kind of helped form genres for breakfast. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Right? This is just this. This thing. is my favorite. This is my favorite Eric Sermon era. That ninety four mm. to ninety six seven. Eric Sermon was moving like an absolute nut job. <laughs> absolute man. Like you listen to Enigma. Keith mm. Murray had Dilla and Eric Sermon in their prime, producing oh. for you. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. What are you? Mad, yes, mad. Yeah. Eric Sermon as a producer, top ten. Mad, yes. And, and do you know what he does really well on this as the producer and knowing how you know kind of play his part and to play the artists play their part. It's a one-two with Sermon. It's not a my verse, your verse, my verse, your. It's a one-two with him, and it just works. And the interlo, it, 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 it's like that interpolation thing of like interpolation, even should I say, of that thing of the the bomb, uh, you know, the bomb diggy 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 bomb. But that whole moment of it. Mm. It just it kind of just makes it a proper earworm as well, and just like just that this is the song where he you know he says I smoke with a lot of college students that we talked about, and that was a moment for me where I was like oh yeah like hip hop has raided the college dorm rooms like in my existence this is what's done now and he's been around since that hardcore apex, you know? And I think that um, just being relatable, this is where he also says, you know, I got my ass whooped when I had my first brawl. And you're like, okay, this is interesting. Now we're talking about someone I can relate to and is funny 
and is in college room and Keith Murray's in the video, like rhyming with him. And it's just like that video is all time for me. It's just one that, that helped lifted the song for me, if you know what I mean. And um, yeah, just whatever, man, I, I do it to this day when things get on yeah. top and I'm just like, whatever, man, it's just, I can't yeah. do this today. I that, cannot that do tune this mash up, That tune mash up my school. Yeah. I'm, yeah, when Muddy Waters dropped December 96, we were like, we was on, we were in school. Nah, January 97, mm. it was a rap. Yeah. It was a rap. That oh, song. <laughs> I should have been at your school. I should have been at your no, school. No, my, <laughs> my school was mad. My school was mad. It was mad. Uh, so uh, Jack P over here, uh, my five are Can't Wait, Pick It Up, Rated R, Right Now, and Diggy Doc. Okay. I want to talk about a few of them before, before I've still got my three to go, but that is a, very strong, and I want to hear about why right now and Diggy Docker in there because I got rated R. I can see that. Pick it up. I can see that right now. And yeah, Jack P. Let us know. Um, right, number three. Then right, going back to nineteen ninety two. Now, uh, I've got. I don't know if this could be in people's minds. Let's go. Uh, I've got so rough. So rough from 1992. What the album? It's it's just one of my favourite. It encapsulates a lot of different things about Redman. I love, but does anybody have it? Any considerations? I'm guessing Chris Noakes his first album, but again, it's not in my top five. But it's one of those things where, like, it's what I was saying. Like, it's a song where he's being a little more conceptual. He's talking about something. It, it, it kind of goes topically a little different than the rest of that album. Mm-hmm. And so I always appreciate it. I probably would appreciate it more now, actually. I actually didn't go back to that one. Mm. I didn't even consider it, to be honest. I probably should have. I probably would like that song better now that I think about it. It's been a long time since I, since I heard it, but I'm remembering, like, he's touching on some things there that he doesn't really touch on many other places. Yes. And I was just like, I was just, back then, I was just, I was a, I was a battle rap guy. Mm. I was a cypher guy. I was back then. I went. To, I went to battle everybody. So I was only looking for those songs. So I appreciated other stuff, but I would just key in on the things where you're just getting busy. Yes, I feel it's you. So rough. Just kind of like step right outside of that. So I, I bet I would go back, and that would. That's probably one of my favorite songs. Now, if I went back, I would guess. Interesting. Now that I'm thinking about it in, in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saying, Chris? I mean, I feel like I feel the same. It's just I have to go back and listen to what the album. Man. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I think that's what it is. It's I, I recognize it as a classic. Mm. It's like Redman's worst is probably light years ahead. I'm not saying it's his worst album, but if Redman on a bad day mm. is still light years ahead of everyone else. Mm. So I need to go. I just I think it's just not that Eric Sermon. How do I put this now? You know, I think it, in terms of his genius, I think from from that second album onwards, mm. that's when I was like. Yeah, this this is this this is it. It's the same thing with Pete Rock and Seal Smooth. I love Mecca and the Soul Brother, yes. but put that main ingredient on. Come on, man. Yeah, so this this is this is interesting. The eras of Sermon and Redman and people and it's falling. introductions. It's yeah. introductions. It's like I first heard Muddy Waters. That's my introduction as a yes. going to the shop. It's the same thing with It Was Written. Like, I know Illmatic is a better album, but It Was Written is my favorite Nas album. It's the first one I heard. The first one you heard. And that's that imprint it leaves, right? It leaves yep. an imprint in your soul kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
But you also touch on something different too. You're touching on that something that a lot of those times that first album is just an artist's raw talent. Absolutely. The album is raw, raw talent. They absolutely Red Man and Eric Sermon got better at making songs and putting mm. songs together and putting out. They got better album two and on for sure. Mm. But there is a raw element that he didn't necessarily lose. That's a thing. A lot of people, when they do that, they lose the raw element. Mm-hmm. Red Man refined the approach, but kept the raw element. Yeah. And, I th- and you don't. And what, yeah. And what's just the raw element? Yeah. And you don't get Muddy Waters on none of that without that first album. So yeah. I, I have to recognize it and I have to salute it. Even though it's not my favorite, salute. But because it's raw, because it's his first album, it's his introduction to the game. He does, his subject matter is far broader on what the album. I would say, listen to that, because it is far broader than where he goes to Muddy Waters, where it's battle rap, weed rap, like, you know, funk, just like that riding the beat. This, so rough, it has so, it's the cartoon Red Band. It's, it's a tough thing to say. It's the enlightened clown jester, is what I'd say on So Rough, who opts for the bizarre, ludicrous instead of the heavy and dark. And that's what I love the decision he made, where this is what we talked about earlier, the humour, he's grasping at those kind of things. But the comedy in these bars is kind of tragic. He's got fart sounds in here. He's got a lot of what Eminem would go on to do. He would. And then you've got this all over the block because uh, I uh, walk all over the block because my stomach's in a knot. It growls 24 hours a day around the TikTok. So he has this kind of moment of he's hungry. This guy's actually genuinely hungry. And then I guzzle water down from a hydrant. My mum's taking a bath and my brother's next to diving. Gives you that image of like how hard it is from growing up. But then he goes, I've got to, I've got to think of a plan so I can eat. I haven't had a cracker for weeks so my mouth leaks. This isn't Redman from 96. This isn't 96. This is Redman talking about just how fucking hard his life is. Do you know what I mean? But in a way where he's talking about like, he's doing like the way he's guzzling from a hydrant is still cartoonish, if you know what I mean. And um, him opting for that. And then he has that kind of safe sex, uh, safe sex message as well, which is very prevalent at that time as well. Uh, and that parliament, just that flashlight, just that, that sample on this, it's dripping with a dirty funk. It's not a clean, subtle, smooth funk. This is filthy funk. And it's this swampy kick quicksand. It's it's like quicksand, this album. You, yeah. it's, it's a brace. It's, it's Funk Lord Productions, bro. That's what it is. Yeah. It's a, that's perfect, though. It's quicksand. And then where, and, and the next album, where is he at? Exactly. Yeah. His next al- exactly. <laughs> Word. Exactly. Yeah. Word. Yes. <laughs> See, this is what I mean about like the, 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 the minutiae of 90s hip hop and where we've come from with this culture. And then you have the impeccable, beautiful funk of DJ Quick of Dr. Dre, Daz Dillinger doing this impeccable funk. And then you've got Sermon trying this kind of funk and it's rough. It's not perfect, but because it's like that, I just think it's just more pure in a weird way. It just feels like a more pure version. And uh, yeah, I just think, wow, the, the stuff he's saying, the stuff he's saying on this song, you've just got to where, uh, what's he saying here now like yeah even the intro i was listening to this it, why have i slept on this intro where they're talking about murders in the black community and then he's almost threatening the guy that he's going to smack him up in the face it's almost ice cube this is almost ice cube you're starting this song off with so um yeah you know, I, I, I assume i assume that record was west coast that that song i assume was west coast influence it feels yeah, like I, 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 it feels it makes like sense that. right with, with what epmd were doing because i remember eric sermon saying in an interview like they used to get love on the west coast because of what they were sampling yes mm-hmm. yes he did yeah so, it, 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 make, it makes sense and also you know you just reminded me of something cam before i want to share this with the audience mm. 
to this day, you, you know the throw throw your hands in the air remix, Cypress Hill? Mm-hmm. I swore that was an Eric Sermon beat. Mm. When I checked Ooh. the credits, it was DJ Muggs. It's Muggs, yeah. It's Muggs, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, that's Eric Sermon, yo. Yeah. That's Eric Sermon, yo. But the, and it's DJ Muggs. Muggs is a chameleon. Muggs is a production. Dude. He, the chameleon. Yeah. I, listen, you see when I meet DJ Muggs, I'll say, yo, why'd you do that, man? <laughs> I love the song. Why, why, why? Like, that's... Oh, come on, man. But this, we we have a section on the show, and I know the show is already really long, so I don't want to go into it too much, but people out there, one of the things I have is, is DJ Muggs on your Rushmore producers? And if not, why not? Because he is on mine. Like, I think right. DJ, I think DJ Muggs is an all-time great he's, what he's, he's doing now only yeah. will be realized later in life it's like the late bob dylan albums the late kind of uh, paul mccartney albums people are, yeah that was pretty well no 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 listen back there is some absolute gems on there and uh, mugs is still doing it 2022 he's bringing stuff up no 23 just for me yeah, I, 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 I bought on. all them joints man bought all them joints love, he, i love mugs love that he holds a special place in production history yes absolutely he he, he gets dinner as well i buy him dinner too <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, right, two more left then, guys. I want to see if I can get one of yours with this. Uh, right, number two for me, and we're going back to the There is a Dark Side with this one, uh, was my number one, uh, to be fair. Changed it around this week. Uh, probably the first baseline I think of. When I think of Eric Sermon and Redman, uh, one of the first songs I think I thugged out to in my room by myself, uh, it's When I Come Around. The hype's got me. I knock them out the box and out socks. Because when I come around, it can skate like the rock. Right, I don't know where people nah. are when I come around. It's the it's the red man dilemma. It can be there <laughs> for me. It can it was, absolutely. We've established this, haven't we? We've established absolutely. there is this dilemma. Uh, did, was it, no one's five when I come around? Anyone's five? That was the one. I held it back because I'm pretty sure when you posted on Twitter a few weeks ago, you mentioned when I come around, mm-hmm. and so I went back and listened to all the ones that you put you listed, and that was the one. I was like. I am tripping. That's what I replaced. Um, that was my last one. I had oh. it right before this call. When I around. That was the one that I wanted something different. It's more of, it's, it's the fastest song in my top five. All my other ones are slow, Red Man. This mm. is, it's not super fast, but it's a little more up-tempo. It's the most up-tempo one that's not just a slow moving. The other four are all slow moving. So it was my last one I added today. Yes. Oh, I am so glad it's in your five as well. This is this is it fills my heart to know this. Yeah, bro, this, this you inspired it because I wouldn't I would have probably not even thought of it if you hadn't mentioned it because oh. I, I was already because I had a I already had a backup list and that wasn't even on my backup list. I had a backup list of six other ones, but this is and how I knocked out all those and made it way to the top five. Yeah, that skipped ahead. So that yeah, that one just I was sleeping. I hadn't because I've listened to this album in a long time. I, 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 yeah. I listened to so much. 
Can't be yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. This is the thing about like Red Man's catalog. We all got to recognize it is so deep, and you all oh, have different. We could easily have a Muddy Water song here at number two. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. I, I, I love, I love this song. So it's more of a personal pick, as in like I just can't believe how good it still is. That baseline is unreal, as I've talked about. Um, I just think it still makes me go smash my head upon something like when I hear it, and um, just the whole thing. Nothing to see here was if it if I wasn't nice, motherfucker. I won't be here. It's like those moments. That was the part where I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I mean? It's yeah. that good. That was like, tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, maybe, maybe Rockefeller. Then. Nope. We're not coming down. Never mind. That's you, it. you know when a song lifts you so high in the air and you're just not coming <laughs> down from that? It's like, nah, I'm not coming down from that. I live for a long time, right? Just with Simon Says as that song. I just never came down from it for ages. And uh, I had the most intimidating poster in my room of like, it was about a 10 foot Pharaoh Monch. You remember the Simon Says kind of uh, single artwork where he's coming up, like it's four or five of him and they're all coming oh, up yeah, towards yeah. you. And I had that and it was signed by Pharaoh oh. Monch at the back of our thing. And, uh, and he, like, if I've, I don't know, my latest girlfriend, if I bring it, I have to explain this now, you know? And it's like, that, who is he? You don't know who he is? Now you have to sit here and listen to this song five times. This is the, I was that, I was that awful, <laughs> I was that awful boyfriend. Um, but it's all my work because I've been married for a long time. But yes, yeah, so anyway, uh, when I come around, uh, right up there for me, I'm glad it's in your five as well. Um, and I've got a number one here. I think it might be quite obvious now thinking about it. Um, but let me quickly jump into the chat, see if I haven't missed anything. Uh, Jack P, unpopular opinion as well, but I think malpractice as a record is fun as hell. That is unpopular. <laughs> like You got that right. It's an unpopular opinion. Uh, I've not heard it for a long time. I need to go back. Uh, right now, because Al Green Sample is my favourite from Red Gone Wild. Good shout. Good shout. Uh, if I had multiple tracks from the same album, my last two would be Whatever Man and Do What You Feel. We already talked about how strong that song is as well. Um, okay. And we talked about how deep, by the way, I forgot to big up Grindhouse Music, who does the music for the show, because you talk about depth of catalogue. And I'd even not heard this song before. And he said, oh, uh, have you heard that I got a secret remix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These metaphors be wrong. Take the shakes out of Sean Redemption and hold it to your jaw. Climb aboard. Jump off the 99th floor. That bitch on the salt box knowing I rain, I pour. Shoot up the body crawl with double chrome 44s. For the place, cause someone are ready to take yours. Jungle music got my mind and body stimulated. Hyperventilated. You talk of the town like they raping. Call me the doc. Cajun spot. The I haven't heard of an I Got a Secret remix. I was like, no, I've missed this. And it's this dub remix of Redman, right? And it's so banging. And I thought before I do my top five, I've got to mention this song because I don't know if anyone else has heard it, but it's this I Got a Secret remix. And uh, holy moly, that song is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Redman works on dubstep as well which is amazing um so my number one uh for aliens um let's get ready to rumble because this is the most timeless classic hardcore anthem that if you ever had a now this is hardcore hip-hop compilation tape that your mum has in the car right this is probably right up there in the top few songs it's time for some action from 1992 
corner, we have to funk body snatch up. We funk the delegate that got you. Hard enough that I could chew a whole bag of rock. Chew an avenue, chew an off street and off block. Then turn around and do the same damn thing to a solo. Cause Reggie Noble's pissed. I crushed the whole brain frame. Cause you couldn't maintain the funk. They have it rap style for lunch, jump. Cause 92, I take a whole crew. Give them a put to the funk, not all of their go to blues. I'll show you what type of stuff I'm on. You can't pump or slip it. Because I was born with it. The Bocadella devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump. This is your number one? This is my number one. This is my number okay. one. Anybody else got time for action in and around their fives? Six or seven. Oh, yeah, it was, it was one of the ones that was in the conversation for sure. Interesting. And it was the one that made me, it was the one when I worked my way back, I was like, oh yeah, he's always great with picking singles and they're always skillful. Yes. That was like from the beginning, from the beginning, he was like giving his best writing to his singles. So like it, it helped me really understand that years ago. So yeah, it's not in my top five, but it could be next week. Okay. Like most these songs, super. Again, the, di- the 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 great dilemma. I think we might need to do an episode called the Great Red Man Dilemma. Like, there's no wrong answers. There really is no wrong answers, man. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah, I remember time for some action. I love the way you know, in in an offshoot note, Master Ace brought it back years later on EMC when he said, "Um, time re- uh, something about you see the sign in the caption, and once it's Red Man, time for some action." Oh, and I thought that was just, I just thought that was dope that someone like Master Ace who came before Red Man could also like reference him too. Just it just. It just kind of put out that bat signal that he's so res- respected by the best as well. Hundred percent, mm, absolutely. I think there is a, what I call goosebump hip hop, right? So you mm. have goosebump hip hop, hip hop that makes your hair stand on end or just gets you going. And it's interesting, people out there, best goosebump hip hop uh, songs. Please let me know. Absolutely, I want to hear about those. Uh, but I was thinking about like um, this song not fading like it's not it's not really and i understand some people say it has some people when it comes out oh kind of kind of heard this before but it's like for me it just really has never ever lost that shine every time i hear it the magic of the be real voice sample to sample that at that time was incredible even to this day i'm like it's just so well done and it, as I think it might be one of my favorite, I think it might be one of the hardest hip hop songs. It's it's right up there for me. And when you when it comes on at a show, that's always one thing I remember. It was always on before a, a gig when someone was about to come on, that would come on. Or if you're at a show and they're just a DJ and that comes on, you need to be ready for what's going to happen on that dance floor. Like hoodies were being hoodies. Like I get, I get t-shirts being ripped. I get like, you know, pe- I remember like shows where someone's hoodie was ripped off at this song. I was like, how has that happened? How, how has that happened? Do you know what I mean? It's almost the same as when I see, I saw woo at the Hammersmith Apollo. Right. And it's one of the funniest videos. I still go back to it now. We were filming. Meth was right. He, used, he does this thing. Anyone who's seen Wu a lot will know. He likes to crowd surf, but stand and rhyme. So people be holding up by his feet kind of thing. So it's wicked. And he's doing that. And I'm kicking something. What is this? And it's a trainer. And I was like, oh, someone's training's come up. That's happened before at a gig. And I'm like, oh, someone's training. And this lad comes out of this pit, right? And I'm not joking. The skinniest, palest, sweatiest lad I've ever seen in a tuxedo, a <laughs> woo uh, came. It was oh, that's my that's my that's my high top, and I was like, what? And there were so many questions that I couldn't fathom what was happening, and I did think that's only a Wu Tang show, only a Wu Tang show. I went to see Wu Tang had a suit on. You had a suit on at a Wu Tang. I what? went straight from work. 
don't listen. <laughs> I had no time to go home and change. Like people are looking at me crazy, and I'm like, don't look at me crazy. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for the same reason you're here. I love you. I love this. That's brilliant. What man had a tuxedo though. That's a level above a suit. Yeah, that's that's, that's different. <laughs> he's that's dressed different. up. But, he's dressed yeah. up for this. You know. You know what? He knew, he he came. He understood the assignment. He's like, I went to see Wu Tang. You got married. I saw Wu Tang. Either Come one. on, man. But <laughs> listen. listen. <laughs> Come on, man. Shout out to him. Whoever you are, wherever you are. Shout out. Yeah, to you. yeah. And big up for 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 that video. It's amazing. I still love it. Uh, but again, this this crazy shit I've had have happened. Uh, well, I've seen it when time for action comes on, and it just changes people. It just changes you. And sometimes the obvious answer is the right. answer answer i've talked about this before mm. and i think this is that where it, you have this moment where a man is so unbridled first album first really probably hit single i'd have thought his own solo like it kind of just went timeless if you know what i mean and the fact he's so much energy on this he's so hype you have to be told to stop like that happens in hip-hop loud again but it's also yo 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 chill chill you ain't got to say no more it's over like that moment that's a moment for me. It's it's just yeah. So time for some action is uh, yeah. Just yeah, right up there for me. Free Music Empire's entered the chat. Big up Dano. He's on this show a few times. Uh, I am late. Anybody talk about Redman coming through with a flamethrower on the Eight Ball Lost album? This is the kind of hidden gems I'm talking about. I need yeah. to go back. I, I remember that song. I, I, I don't remember that song, but I remember it being on the album. I need to go check it again. I, I, I've got that album actually in my cart to buy. I've never heard it. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you for, for, for um, putting that bug in my ear. I need to go hear that. Interesting. Okay. I've heard it probably once. I got to go back and listen to myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lost is good. Lost is good. I, I, I haven't heard it in a while, but I remember rinsing that seat. That, that seat got a bit of I like. I love the cover, man. Shout out Pen and Pixel. Yeah. I only have it. Only have it on cassette. I only have the promo copy on cassette. It's a blue cover with black text. Oh. So I only have it on cassette. So that's why I have them. I mean, in my cassettes and storage. So I know it's probably online somewhere, but I haven't looked it up online. I've only. Yeah, I'll, I'll, listen to, I'll listen to it afterwards. Thanks, thanks for that shout, bro. There we go. There we go. Love it. We're all learning and we're all loving it. It's brilliant. Let's do top fives then. So, Chris, I've got three of yours. Yeah? Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, how many? You, yeah, three of mine too. Three of yours too. Right, let's go to Kevin next then. Kevin, uh, drop us. What order are these in? And then drop us, drop us. I didn't, I didn't do any order. I can't okay. do order. That's what I was <laughs> you, already, you already taxed my brain to the max. I think Jennifer is <laughs> my number one and we go from there. It's everything else is number two. Okay, so, so, I like that. I like one number that. one and four number twos. Okay, okay. Drop, drop, drop us your next one. What you got? So you got jam for you. The, the three you pick were jam for you, drain through the dark side, and when I come around. Mm -hmm. Um, the next one I was talking about my certain like what he does is this kind of like remakes got same thing each album. So it's jam for you, drain the dark side. Beat me. To my no good niggas in my. No good bitches. Sorry if I left somebody leaving out with stitches. Seems y'all too wrong for your britches. Enslave your mind like cotton pickers for running with some rotten niggas. I get raw to the core with hardcore metaphor 
Dogs better for dog style, truly yours. Yes, I beat the slug up in your chest. Then you wonder why you can't feel the full strength of cigarettes. My nationality is brutality. I got the gun up under your leather, nigga, so walk casually. You'd be surprised how much info you can get for a bottle of crack to find your punk ass and your kid folks. Oh, creeping. What a weird Ooh. song. Let's go, yeah. It's so it's probably it's one of the slowest beats he ever rhymes to, and it's just like he just whew, engineering your injury. Oh, come on, man! He's just <laughs> come on now, come on. His, his rhyming on that is crazy. I oh, find this beat oh, on there is impeccable. It's, yeah, and that beat is oh man. So that one's a and then the one that's kind of I want is only on a promo tape is Smoke a Blunt too. Motherfuckers grab your glasses that funk up the spot that be my wick tech machine guns. I'm high as Bob Marley getting coked up. Not Harley cut the shit I puff and stuff with the pico up on the ski stuff to make your nose so bang the boogie to the up jump. Bitch, don't wait till the cut's done to turn it up some. I rock it if you're Greek, Puerto Rican, German, or Spanish. And I don't need to be Houdini to make a city vanish. It was a month of the man, 94, Red Man, Method Man, promo tape. And that and I remember when I, I had that tape before I interviewed Redman and um and I asked him if it was gonna be on the album and he said it's not gonna be on the album. Mm. So I, I ended up telling him I was like that song has to come out. I ended up I had a radio show back then called Time Travel. Right. And I made these compilation CDs of like all like promo songs and rare demos that didn't come out. Mm. I put I compiled them, I have two volumes. And smoke a blunt too is one of the ones I put on there. And I would like give them, I wouldn't I never hit it. I would give them to the artist. Like, yo, I put your song on here. Like, what what um what album was that recorded for? I've never heard. That, of was, it. that, would, that would have been um uh Dare's Dark Side. It's ninety four. Okay, I'm, I'm I need to check. The month would have been ninety four. Mm. I need to yeah. check out. Yeah, it's it's just it's 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 in the vein of um, I would say it's probably in the vein of like a basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing because I listened back to it when you mentioned it, and yeah. um, I hadn't heard it, and that and creeping are similar in this vein of um, odd. I don't hear him on this production. I don't hear Redman on this production. And you know what? I want it. I want this. And I know it's there as a dark side. I know it's there as a, I know creepings on an album. But you know this weird. I reckon for Redman's next chapter, if there is to be one, there doesn't need to be one. But we keep hearing stories of Muddy Waters three. I want this kind of underground, it different kind of not. It's like quirk. I don't know how the word. It's like um, almost like alien. It's almost an like alien yeah. production, if you know what I mean. And it feels like there's a bit of dubstep elements, not dubstep, but like electronic music, like trip hop kind of element. Smoke a blunt too. It feels like it comes from a time when people just try and shit. People just try and shit. And creeping has that kind of weird electronic vibe to it as well, where I'm like, I don't get why, where this comes from really in your mind. They're kind of standout songs in that way. So yeah, it really makes me think if I got more Redman, Go weird. Just go weird with someone. Like Conductor Williams. Get Conductor Williams to do some crazy wonky beats. Let's go wonky beats, if you know what I mean. That kind of thing. Yeah. No, it's perfect the way you're saying it. I, I, like you were just figuring out how to describe it. I just figured this out like last in the last year. I'm like, how do I describe that thing? What is the thing like this top five list describes my personality and how my personality chooses the music I like? And I'm like, what is that? And I just I figured this out just like last year. And I have a new, I'm working on a new actually like little podcast called What a Decision. And that's what it is. When I listen to a song, I go, what a decision. 
I always say that, like, what made them decide to do that right there? If I think what a decision, I love the song. Mm, I, I, like, love, I, like, I like the way you describe that. That's yes. dope. Yes. It's like, I, 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 like, like, creep, like, why is it this slow? Why is the beat like, why? Mm. It's, yeah. I, get that same, I get that same feeling when I listen to Ludacris rollout. Like, why on earth did you rhyme like that? And it sounds so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's that's rhyming. the question. If I, if I have to ask what a decision, you did your job as an artist. That's, so, I love that. I, love. I will be tuning you know, into that series, absolutely. I love that. I love that. That's what I mean about Creeping as well. Look where it comes. Creeping sort of muddy waters where you have this, you not, yeah, it is a uniform sound. There's a uniform sound to that album. Like, you know what you're getting. Creeping is the one where you're like, what is this though? And, and that's a startup side B on the tape. Because back then I was buying tapes and you like flip it over and like, yeah. What? Yeah. Smack out of nowhere with Creeping. Like on side B, you're like, you think you know where you, you think you understand. You just finish side A. You think you understand. Mm. You don't understand what's coming. Yeah, I love weird rap. I love a big of the weird rap crew. Weird rap crew out there as well. They specifically tackle weird rap. And I've, as I've got older, I've realised I love weird rap. I love it when you, people go weird a bit. You know, it's just like, what are we doing here? Like that's why I love Matt Homie now. And and Matt, I'm not saying calling it weird rap in a way, but some of the beats that he's rhyming on should not it's, be beats. You know, bro, it's okay. It's weird. Once upon a time, I called MF Doom weird, man. I said it. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, he's the, I said it, he's the dot. He's the, he's the legend. He is what we have yeah. all, he's fathered it all. If you know what I mean? So. My guy, my guy was working in HMV at the time. I said to him, yo, what's selling in HMV, bro? I said, what? Jay-Z Rockefeller? He said, no. He said, MF Doom and Quasimodo. I said, who? He's like, all right. I said, I got, <laughs> I said, I got to do my research now. All right. Yeah. And I've been, that's, I've been in everything. That's interesting. You know, you brought up Jigger. I forgot to mention this, but you know, we talked about tonight's the night. I was listening to that mm-hmm. again today. And I was like, do you know what? This should be unreasonable doubt, this beat. This beat on, could easily be unreasonable doubt. I can actually see this beat being a Jay-Z song. And don't Jay-Z, know why... Jay-Z, do, Jay-Z, don't, Jay-Z don't want to rhyme with Red Man. He shook. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <Jay-Z> <laughs> don't with, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But, but if don't Sermon that. was dropping something for that album, that would be yeah. the beat. That would be the beat. Word. Uh, mm. Chris, your final two then, my man. And you want to recap All what right. we've got so far? What we've got so far? I think we've got uh, Pick It Up, mm-hmm. Funkarama. Oh, love, love. Oh, I can't and can't wait. So I'm gonna go with a sleep one, yeah. Let's go. Where at where am I? New Jersey Drive soundtrack. Watch out! We run New Jersey. That's my word. This type of shit'll leave your vision blur. The super califragilis, especially I'm the dopest. Give a grand to any nigga who gets closest. I rap sit extra swift, gotcha. Faking bitches like Anita in the rapture. Feel my fatality, my reality's real. Let me you like golden seal with my ghetto premiere. No for blowing focus, 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 you're open. Give me a satellite, I have niggas Logan in Oakland. Fuck HBO, my flow's like H2O. I rip MCs by decibel ratio. Non-believers, turn your ears to wide receivers. Then you will agree that I'm the best thing since beepers. My ETA oh, to blow. Where am I? Right, so check this out. You see, growing up in the 90s, right, sometimes artists' best songs or some of their, like, crazy tunes on soundtracks. They're not on that album, yo. Outcast Benz and Beamer is not on that album. Yes. Listen to what I'm saying, people. Yes, yes. Go and listen to that soul in the whole soundtrack, yeah? Your yes. life, OC. Um, dead prayers. <laughs> the st- listen, don't get me started, bro. But where am I when you said I'm baking bitches like Anita in the Rapture? I love the Rapture album. Mm. Wow. I, yeah, I just have to put, I have to put, and it's Redman producers. Well. I, I have to say it again. Redman as a producer. Mm. No, in the 90, in like 94, 90, 94, 96, I used to, as MC, I was like, I wanted to rhyme the Red Man beats. I was like, Dude, yeah, I that's Fader Moon beat. Uh-huh. 
those that don't know about my flows, let me introduce. I'm anti-truth, a pack of deuce deuce. I'm five feet, five inches. I serve the best of the limits. I come swift, death squad solos. I bees one of the illest, realest, getting busy shorties. Rolling with Reggie, smoking blunt and drinking 40. I'm ripping niggas out the frame with information. When I unleash shit, I dust them off like creation. If it's on, it's on, nigga. So... My, this is my, I'm going to go with a sleeper. I don't think no one's ever said this. And I might have a bonus track, so bear with me, Cam. Okay. No, no, this is great. You see Case Closed from Muddy Waters. Oh. When that, listen, <laughs> man said, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound of the four pound. Why are you comparing gun trots to gospel music, bro? Oh. Why, uh, let's, why, listen, did you hear that beat? Yo, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound is of the four pound. To blast all these sound men that got the post sound. yippee yay yay motherfuckers, is the showdown. But since we're broke now, with dope sounds, now here we go now. Check the motion while I be pumping the potent. No spots in urban networks with other experts. Plus this thing between my ear thinks clear. And the only thing it fears is the man upstairs. So fuck your bulletproof gear. If I decide to get your ass, you better believe it's more than the blast. More like rough paragraphs out, out the track. And now, just that, let the cry my giraffe. Everybody's hustling with sons, toting guns. With Reggie Noble's bro, we stick nuts that got fuzz. Bomb niggas like they did in Oklahoma. Did you hear it? Did you hear the bass line, bro? <laughs> now, for, for the, listen, I had to connect dots, bro. Because I remember Crossbreed being on the Insomnia soundtrack, right? I didn't know who Crossbreed was. When I checked the credits, I saw D Stinson. I said, D Stinson. I said, I said that's Rock Wilder, bro. You see the verses on this song, yeah? They captured every pocket and emotion. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so Redman's just out the gate, right? Then Rock Wilder comes in on the second verse. It's so abstract. Listen, and this is, I'm going to say something, right? Sometimes as a rapper, sorry, am I getting too excited? No, keep going, keep going. As a rapper, it's not always about saying the best rhymes, it's saying the rhymes best. When Rock Wilder said, he goes, um, I devour, night sun shower, minutes last hour, weak man's last power. Dude, move out the way. <laughs> move out the way. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's magic. I thought that's it. Magic. Magic. Cross breeze the name fool. That's my name. Why the hell are you trying to get listen? Oh my di- And then the last verse comes in, and you know, I'm a young black man in London, right? And there's just certain things people say, and it resonates with me, bro. When he says, um, a napalm, I don't know what happened to him. Mm. He said, um, things ain't easy because we be struggling day to day. A bunch of stressed black men with not really much to say, twisting up some brown paper that we struggle just to get. Dude, round of applause. That song there. All right. I, I love this energy. This is what I'm talking about. I love I Case Closed, bro. Case Closed. I avoided bro. all songs that weren't Redman solos because if, if I did, if I if I included songs with features, mm. Case Closed probably would have been in my top five. In between Case Closed and it's like that, but Case Solo both come on, man. Are oh. my top five, but I avoided features. Right. I had to put Why Case Closed in it. I'd be lying to myself <laughs> and lying to the people <laughs> if yeah. I didn't put Case Closed. And, and we don't want that. And we don't want that. I'm I glad you did because I didn't. I'm glad. Yo, you did. that's that it has to be said and cam you asked me what would a red man song i'd play for aliens mm. bruv since we're talking about extraterrestrial and what's real and what's not mm. is he for real oh mm. mate mm. Oh. Mm. is he for really care? and i love that when i heard that vocal sample because lafleur is my favorite posse cut ever oh like love that love that ever like when that song comes out i could do it muscle, muscle memory no problem mm-hmm. but when he's Somebody light the fuse so I can bring bad news to all these crews who can't NBA jam in these shoes. Case finished. Done. 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 Is, is no, he's on the blank right now. Is, is that the 
first song on that album? No, it's the, I think it's track number three. I think it's, Rock the Spot is first. Yeah, it's early, early that is. Let me check. Let me check for you. There's a there's a song on the, I think it's the first song on the album that on the I don't know about the CD, but on the tape and the album, the album has an extra verse on the vinyl. Oh. It wasn't. So I wonder on streaming if it's the version with the extra verse or not. I can't remember what song if it's, it's if it's the is, first or the second song. I don't know what it is. Is he for real is track number two? Yeah, yeah it's I early think the extra verse on, on the vinyl has an extra verse that's not on the tape. Oh no, I'm upset. I'm upset because the, the CD version is really short. Okay, so the, on the vinyl is an extra verse. Some people say I start trouble everywhere that I be. How the fuck they know if they stink your ass ain't next to me? You couldn't read me if your mention was telepathy. Lucky you born from this lyrical bisecting me. I've been the raw dog since Monopoly balls are putting yo, baby, yo. on the side of a course, but rolling split. And you ain't talking if you ain't chips or feel the clap. Just blow permanent. Stick and move with my freaky grooves from here to Newport News, VA. Love to eat my pussy filet. Tongue spitting more quicker than AKs. My grades was an F for all that funky shit I displayed. Well protected when I hit blocks or hit cock. I'm XL rolling. More than chosen. The green box. Neurotic, lyrical, antibiotic. Some say I'm crazy other 50 feds or narcotics. I rock ready for you and your There you go, even more. Thank you, thank, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's that song. Yeah, yeah. That's number 20 on my list. So I love, love that song. Case closed. You know what? I listened to I listened to it when at that time it made me think of this as well. One, it's the song of Buddy Waters that makes me think of There is a Dark Side. It feels like it's harking back to that sound a little bit. But also, I don't know what it is about that song, but it makes me think of Big Trouble in Little China. There's something about that song, and the, I, I watched Big Trouble Little China so much that the music just became like a thing in my life. And I watched it again the other day. That's how much I watched it. I watched it again last week. Right. Uh, but genuinely, that song, there's something about Case Closed that makes me think of the, the, the soundtrack to, and I don't know, what's what that? It, it might just be me. But either way, if anyone else is feeling that, let me know. But yeah, <laughs> case, case Closed, absolutely. Incre- These incredible. Incredible song. These, what these a way to get to the stuff. end of the show because that's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, what nah, a way to end it. What a way. Case to- closed, man. And Rock Wilder did the beat too. And Rock Wilder, exactly. Exactly, man. So, yeah. you're Rock Wilder, you go and do that and then you bring him back years later for Christina Aguilera. Nah, man, salute to you. <laughs> and the Rock Wilder, which is unbelievable. So, come yeah. On, like, come on. Come, come on, on let's go. Um, but yeah, there you go. So, you're. F- I've learned today i've learned things i've i've i feel like i've been to church and school which is kind of nice and in the thugged out mosh pit which is always good as well uh so yeah let me just quickly jump into uh, the chat before we go uh, free music empire over here red will never do another song that sounds like creeping if he does i'll get a faux hawk which i'd love to see one of our listeners get a faux hawk if he did but this is what i mean i wish he did do songs like that again and red man left some real gems on 90 soundtracks he says and we we've already heard how many of those there are out there points points he's on points with biggie he's on the panther soundtrack mm. I mean? like he's doing this this is what i'm talking about so um yeah thank you so much you guys for jumping on the energy the time um let us know what's up next chris what's coming up for you do you want to push anything uh, where can we find you in your work um so you can find me on socials i am kinetic i a m k i n e t i k 
I'm everywhere. I'm working, man. Working on some some podcast series. Thank you to everyone who listens to Breaking Atoms. We're working on some, working on some bits. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at life after the microphone when we hang up the podcast microphone. Mm-hmm. And um, got a new album coming real soon, produced yeah. by Kaiser and Te One, featuring Sky Zoo, Kaiser, oh. few a few other a few other good folks. And um, no, just salute to the the whole Create 808 universe. And it's 50 years of hip hop, man. Like you know, whoever thought hip hop would take it this far? Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, definitely go check out all of Chris's work. Uh, Kevin, how about you, my man? Real quick, I want to say that I wish we got more Rosalind Noble. Oh, wow. On wow. Like, yeah, like there's a few verses. I don't know, like two verses and they both were super dope. And I wish they would do like more songs together. Yeah. I wish there was a Red Man Rise like EP or something. That would have been tight. I love that. Beyond that, back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm always working on a million things. I got a mention top of the show. I got stories about songs podcast, which I just tell basically my um, personal stories, but like working with artists and over the years in my various con, you know, various ways. I also make music under the name seven times three equals 21. And you can find me on all social media. This Kevin Beecham. No one spells my name right, but it's right there on the screen. If you're listening, you can just B-E-A-C-H-A-M. There we so, go. Yes. My I, name I just, right. I, I, I just want to say, Kevin, you have blown my mind this extra verse on is he for real like i feel i feel confused i feel lost i feel like i feel like what have i been doing in my life like i'm questioning my whole existence like you're telling me there's an extra verse to one of my favorite redman songs are you mad? I'm, I'm pretty sure man if, if I'm i've just wrong, i've just gone go on discogs sure. i've just oh. gone on discogs people are saying there's an extra verse that's not on the cd and i want oh. to know why it's <laughs> i never understood it there's only been like three cases that I can think of like that, that where the vinyl had a different mm. version of a song. It's very rare that it happens. I remember on the day I, I bought the tape and then I got the promo sent to me for my radio show. Mm. And I was like, wait, this song, wait, am I forgetting a verse? I remember it blew my mind when I first heard that. See, see this yeah. is what's inter- right now in the back there. You see, that's Billy Woods and uh, and Kenny Siegel's. Uh, that's the different version of Maps. So Maps has come out this year and we did a whole set. I'm not going to keep, to- I know Billy Woods comes up along this, but I'm not going to get people always rinse me for it. But that has different versions and it harks back to that. Mm-hmm. This is special. This is a special moment where someone's made this especially for these type of listeners and i feel like hip-hop it is 50 years and we're still learning chris like there's still moments of these like today i've learned things where i'm like i love this about this culture and there's people like from all these different areas and we can come up on this platform and just talk about it absolutely man um so before we go then we talk about our last great piece of music we heard could be old could be new and um, i'm gonna let you guys think on it for a second uh just the last great piece of music you heard uh, i've got one here and i heard it this morning and it was on shuffle on my hip-hop playlist it was like bloody i don't know it's so long this playlist i've got and it was rampages wild for the night the heavyweight Brooklyn bomber that can't rest No success, I'm getting money progress Traveling from free from state to state That's how I get my idea to create I live motivate, I keep on moving It's been proven, I make death jams like Rick Rubin I stay on my tippy toes, wrecking shows You too slow, you can't beat my ill flow Hit this furry zone, keep low like an Eskimo After people still carry my fofo Open the door, it's the real outlaw From Flatbush to South Shore Giving you more and more I just came home from tour It's my time to burn the rick's floor I'm coming to the floor with the axe was the last great thing. Like, you know when you hear something again, and I, I know this is great, and it's like, oh no, 
this is great. Like, oh, it's incredible. Of, of course. And uh, yeah, that that is just one of the most, my favorite beats of all time. I, I really want to know who Backspin the Vibe Chemist is, who produced that. I Like, it's one of my unanswered hip hop questions. I really want to know who he is. I want to know what he looks like. Like, yeah. dude, who are you? Yeah, that's a real definitely very mysterious, yeah, yeah. dude. I want to know who yeah, you did. I swear you did flip mode meets death squad. Like, come outside, like let's celebrate you. Sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and big up to Rampage, uh, that red man's on. I think uh, so. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no, LL Cool J. That's LL Cool J. Yeah, LL Cool J. Yeah. LL Cool J. Yeah, I heard that again the other day as well. Uh, but yes, um, uh, you guys, any the last great piece of music you heard? I'm gonna go with this. I was listening to this this morning. Oh, the um, nonce. Yeah, I know the name doesn't work well in the UK and I understand it, but that aside, this is a really, really, really good, great, no, great album. Now I think you should drop that if you can't take control. MCs, your whack, put your shit back in the stack. Don't make me have to run you for your pack and your gear. Cause I swear on the deer, you're gonna have to break beer with the shit that I present. Bust what I invent, the most astonishing reverse is so evident. Like the serum, I have to inject, I got a dish Tell your girl, turn the cheek so I can kiss her. The most brutal barricade, should I start a raid? If it's on, maybe I should call the first brigade. Take a toe to the chest, then leave the rest. You gon' have to at least take a stress while my mind's articulating. I'm fading, whack MC hating while I process the data. It's for you a great matter. It's a great album that you can focus and listen to, or you can just have on as, as background music. Shout out to the 90s tapes crew, because they did the reissue. And I bought the I bought the CD from them. It's a great, 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 great album. It's got a certain charm to it. I love it. You should if you uh, if you really enjoyed that. If you haven't yet, one of the members um, has a band camp page with a lot of solo music that is really great uh, under Sack Ill Pages S A C H Ill Pages. If you don't know, but yeah, all one. Thank word. you so much, bro. Yeah, you you'll find like and it also has a bunch of nonce outtakes and demos and stuff on that page too. Dope. I'll check it out. Thank you, bro. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, take it to school. What, what about you, Kevin? What, what, what? You know what's funny because I've been in this zone where I'm like, I, I've been like, you know, because I've been such a strong hip hop head for all of my life. It's like hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. You know, I knew other things, of course, but I've been like really last few years, it's like diving down wormholes of things that I don't listen to before. So this last week, I've been just like exploring for the first time Detroit techno. Oh, so I've been like into like this, like, and it's like, like Octave One and Robert Hood and Juan Atkins and like, Really, like, I want to go to a Detroit techno show that's like in a club. I want to, I, I like the more darker. Like, like, yeah, the darker techno, like the real heavy drums that are, yeah, feel like they're about to break your skull <laughs> while you're dancing and having fun. <laughs> I want to go to one of these nights as well. So let's both go. I need to go to one of these Detroit techno nights. Yeah, we talked a little briefly about techno with Dylan Green, who was on before, and he was talking about that as well. So shout out to him. Yeah, shout out. And uh, yeah, absolutely love that shout. Brilliant. Well, guys, I hope we filled your Redman fix for the year. Uh, but do go out there and keep spinning his music, man. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, big yourselves up, guys. Thank you again for jumping on. It's been absolute pleasure and honour to have you. Uh, go check out these guys' works. And uh, you know what? Give us all some ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple. All our stuff. Five stars, please. Give It really does help all our stuff that we're doing. And uh, then we can deliver more of these nerd chats for you. Do you know what I mean? So if you help us, we help you. And we all live in this beautiful 
community together. So yes, thank you so much, guys. Uh, we shall catch you soon. Thank you for the live show. Uh, uh, oh, hold on, two seconds. What we've got here, um, Jack P. Last great piece of music is Oscar Wilde for Oscar Wilde for the night. What great name that is. Oscar Wilde <laughs> for the Night by Zilla Rocker and Jason Griff. Big up Zilla and, and Griff, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we shall catch you soon. Peace, peace, peace. 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 <laughs>